0: welcome to another week on let's get real with coach menachem show sunday nights originally a zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people
1: hi everybody well thank you for coming here tonight on sunday night the Let's Get Real program with Coach Wernachim Bernfeld. Tonight is sheer number 97. The 97th time that we're doing this. And Baruch Hashem, we're getting close to 100. So we're very, very excited. Again, for everybody who comes here every Sunday night, I want to always say, first of all, thank you for everybody for posting on the WhatsApp statuses, emailing to family and friends, letting people know about it. And um, it's a tremendous thing that every Sunday night so many people come here and we all grow together. And there's so much to learn. And it's all from you. It's all from people telling people about it. It's from Grassroots Movement, Sichas Haverim. So thank you for coming. Again, for anybody who wants to get the flyers on Sunday, you can just WhatsApp me at 848 uh, 525 Again, that's 848-525-0066. And uh, if you want to get the weekly emails from Menachem or the, the recap email when he sends out the recordings, you can go to his website, menachembernfeld.com, and sign up to get the flyers every single week. For those who are watching this later on uh, YouTube, watching the replay of it, please click on the subscribe button to coach Menachem Bernfeld. And every Monday morning, about 2.30 a.m., when he uploads the videos, you can watch it. It, gets you, it gives you a ding. Click on the Like button so Menachem Bernfeld can be the number one most popular YouTuber and make millions of dollars. We appreciate that. And uh, let's get into it tonight. Okay, first, we're going to start off with thanking all our advertising sponsors for promoting us. First of all, first and foremost, the Lakewood Scoop for promoting us here in Lakewood, New Jersey. Uh, a special thank you to Rabbi Yanit Khazak for promoting us on the Chazak channels. A special thank you to, Ra- to Chayla Kalkhal and Shmuel Summer from JCM Jewish content network for always promoting us, of course, all the Jewish digital pl- platforms. Um, the Coach Menachem shows collaborating with OK Clarity to bring greater health and wellness to the Jewish community around the globe. OK Clarity is the online platform for mental health support in the Jewish community. OKclarity.com, you'll find the best therapists, coaches, nutritionists, engage in forums, and stay inspired. Menachem, when he sends out the email, we will have the links for that as well. I just wanted to mention also, we said this last week, um, we're proud to, to, to announce that the coach Show, when we have a therapist Gadali is not a therapist I know he's involved with a lot of therapy but he himself is not a therapist he actually get CE credits for mental health professionals so many of the shows that we had before the shiurim that had therapists last week and all the other weeks um, you can get credits for watching them if anybody's interested you can go email support at corwellceu.com again that's support at corwellceu.com to get your credits um, what else did I want to say tonight again we do this every Sunday night at 9 30 eastern time the same idea. We have different rabbinim, different therapists. Gediah a little bit does it, falls a little bit into his own little uh, little world, which uh, a little bit of everything. Well, we're going to go with uh, spiritual advisor. We're going to go CEO, yeah, cool. businessman, spiritual advisor, slash everything else. He's, he's connected through every other way. So it's a little bit of a different twist tonight, but uh, it's going to be amazing tonight. Next Sunday, Sunday, April 3rd, we have an amazing show with Rabioni Fisher from Fisher's Yeshiva in Israel, Moshe Matas Yahu um it's going to be he's going to be really focusing on investing in yourself and living the life you want to live he's titling it be the change you want to see in the world it's really self-help self-growth about who you want to be not to be busy with others and um he's he's amazing he has a very big yeshiva over there He has a few hundred boys and he's an amazing person he's gonna be uh waking up 4:30 in the morning to join us with I, So it's 9 30 at night it's not so bad not 4 30 in the morning so Mr. Nice. um exactly. so be so please join us again tonight we have discussed in honor of having world famous Gedalia Fenster with us tonight. Um, I know I know tonight is going to be positive, so thank you for coming. Let's start off first with Coach Menachem Bernfeld. Coach Menachem, what are we talking about tonight? What's going on here?
0: Yeah, thank you. Welcome, everyone. Baruch Hashem, we're up to number 97, and uh, we have this first to have with us, Gedalia Fenster, which I think um, his his Hasidim that I meet on the streets. Mm. Have asked me, you know, for a while already. When is it coming on? You have to get them on. You have to get them on. And I know one thing: they're excited. So, and tonight. We'll hear all about it. But I do want to mention. I think many, many uh, are coming tonight to hear some practical tools, because you know we've we've doing this program for a while. A lot of information, but the question is, what do we do with the information? So it's really, we have to break it down to see how it's applicable to each and every one of us. And I know when people saw the title of Letting Go, there are two types of people out there. There are some that from the outside, Bar Hashem, you know, it looks good. Davening, learning, Baruch Hashem, Davatzlocha, family. Things are going the right direction. However, inside there is something that's missing. And not always can you pinpoint what it is. There's a feel, there's sometimes there's a feeling of uh, a lack of a sense of direction, of a lack of purpose and really no connection. But, you know, what can we do? We got to continue and we research and we come to a Sunday night program to learn. So that's that's one type. But then there are others who are really going through really, really hard struggles in life. Now, talking about struggles, it's, it's, it's real. We're not gonna say it's not a struggle. And talking about, it can be divorced, kids, trauma, bias, health, or, or real, real struggles. And that can really take, uh, uh, people can feel depleted, uh, no way out, no light at the end of the tunnel, not knowing where to go, what to do. And logically, they might know that Hashem runs the world, and everything Hashem does, and and this is also from Hashem, but but when they go to sleep at night, they're on empty. So I think tonight we're going to be talking about getting back our energy, being able to let go, I'm not sure of what, but we need to let go of something, and to gain back some energy. So I'm happy and I'm excited to have with us Vidalia Fenster, which I know and he, de- he deals with, you know, there are, he's, he's in the front lines with the, with his, um, the therapy that, uh, that the therapy house with the, what's it called?
2: The Evolution evolution Treatment Center.
0: Treatment Center. So you're evolution sitting there, you're center. seeing what's going on. So it's not like coming and saying logical mm-hmm. things. It's really working with those people that really need it. So, Mr. Shen. We should have the deshmaya tonight and be able amen, to amen. apply what we talk in Mitzvah Hashem. Amen.
2: Okay, before we get
1: to Rebbe again, we do gematria every night. So tonight's sheer number 97 is gematria at which means good to everybody. If somebody can be good to everybody, then I'm sure he gets turned to, to let go. So that, that was a cute little gematria. Um, again, tonight we're going to talk about letting go. Like, like Menachem said, just going to emphasize, we're talking about really all the pains that we go through, you know, physically, emotionally. Everybody's going through a lot in the whole world. So, we got to, you know, and one thing I want to say is that a lot of people, after a lot of the Shirom that we do, sometimes it's very like up there. It's like hard to mm-hmm. really take into practice into reality. So, before Gadali came on, to, you know, I spoke with him about like, we want some takeaways, one thing's really to take home with us, not just in hypothetical, you know, theory lens. We want something real. So, hopefully, tonight will be takeaway material for everybody. So, it'll be amazing. Okay. Again, I'm going to read his bio and then the floor is yours. Sure. Gedalia <laughs> Fence is a man, he's a based entrepreneur and motivated speaker and the founder and CEO of CEO People's Insurance Claims Center and Evolution Treatment Center. He's also established the Breslow Center, where he teaches, he hosts a series of daily and weekly online lectures. A few people called me and told me he, they call him the Jewish Tony Robbins. I'm just I'm just saying what people said, I'm just repeating it. So, Gedalia Fenster, the floor is yours. Open it up.
2: Beautiful. Thank you guys for having it. For having me, honestly, I love your work. 97 classes, Mazel Tov! You should continue to, to the thousands. There's nothing greater than than giving a person dot. I mean, you know, our, the the uh, the level of compassion that we get from our creators determine our, our level of dot. That. So that's uh, just to teach people how to fish is more important than giving them fish. Um, so my story is basically, I was uh, I grew up in in pretty much I was born in Colombia. Um, I grew up in Miami Beach. Um, went to jewish school went to public school and really really was lost in life Uh, i was a promoter of uh, clubs in south beach etc and uh i I really wasn't very pretty much connected spiritually or you know religion yes there was a religion aspect but there's nothing that i went to show there's nothing that motivated me until i really really hit a very very dark place when i was 22. i was in a very very uh the lifestyle wasn't the greatest lifestyle i picked up a book called advice from Rabbi Nachman, and then my whole life changed. That's, that's my story. That's how it all started. Um, And Rabbi Nachman's teachings definitely uh, just, it took me to the next level. So basically, I was learning Rabbi Nachman's teachings for over, uh, I would say 20 years. I've been studying his teachings thousands and thousands of hours without even any intention of speaking, any intention of talking, nothing, just studying because I was so, uh, there was, there was like a connection that I had with his teachings. And basically after that, um, I went through a very very tough time. I would say ten years ago, I got divorced. My son had cancer the first time, um, and I went through a very very rock bottom stage while doing his while learning his teachings. And then from that that moment, um, I really went double in his teachings. And then I, I came out with a lot of awareness. Uh, I started giving classes around uh, five, four or five years ago. Um, seven years ago, I opened up my re- drug and rehab facility. Um, and I've been basically. I, we have a daily podcast. I think now we have thirty thousand followers. Um, and I listen. I personally have gone through divorce. My son passed away uh, four months four months ago from cancer. So if you're going to tell me something that I've gone through, I've gone through everything. I've gone through divorces. I've gone through ch- death in the family. Um, I've gone through uh, tremendous business losses. I've gone through a gambling addiction. There's nothing I haven't gone through. So I want to try to teach you guys. Uh, hear the questions that are being addressed. I want to teach you guys. How to get your energy back and how to move on. And today, Baruch Hashem, we had, we've had a, a little, literally a daily podcast in, on Spotify, and they keep on growing. It keeps on growing and growing. and I and there's nothing like the experience I get uh, working with people individuals with mental health and depression, anxiety. I was there myself. And definitely the teachings of Hasidis, where i what I practically do is take modern psychology and basically Hasidic teachings and I basically blend it into one. That's I would say that's my specialty. And my specialty is definitely retention of information, not just bubble mices and philosophy and all that. I'm very much into the practicality. Um, the reason why I also wanted to do this podcast myself before is because sometimes when I was in a very, very dark stage and I didn't get the right advice. I went to about and sometimes they told me read Psalm 24 or do this or you know, dip in the mix, right? but the, the, the practical advice of emotional advice was not there um and believe me I, i'm very well connected and I, I just didn't get that advice i didn't get that direct you know the direct advice that i wanted so this is why i said listen and maybe that was meant to be itself so this is why i decided to to pretty much create a blend of torah psychology um, positive thinking peak performance where, where jews shouldn't have to go to secular for- sources to get them, I, why, don't, why, don't we, why don't we get them to the, to, the, to, to the original source? So this is where the basis in my mission statement is, is really to do that. To really, really get people back to the Torah, get back to the roots, and recognize that the power is within. It's not some outside. Opposite with, with, with Torah and, and, and Hasidus, we're able to build mindsets. It's not just about you know, being motivated. We're more focusing on, on the wisdom and strategy and building the right mindset. So that's, my, that's pretty much what I do. Um, you know, I deal with all kinds of situations in my life, uh, whether it's Shalom Bayit issues, financial issues. So I'm pretty much, um, God has given me a lot of intuition. And God has given me a lot of insight. I, I spent, uh, I don't know, maybe um, 50,000 hours in His Dedu talking to God. So I put a lot of time in, and that's gotten me a lot of awareness. And from there, Baruch Hashem, at the end of the day, I, I recognize I'm just a shofar, and whatever God sends me, sends me. So this is pretty much what I do um i I love my daily podcast we're we're having we're having two classes may third and may 4th we're in beverly hills may 17th we're in manhattan so our events are really really my really intention is really to bring the jews back to their own roots and bring them back to chesedis and and this positive psychology is really we have it nobody else has something greater than us and this is that's really my mission statement so today's class really what i've recognized what i've seen is the approach sometimes the approach that people are handling their problems is the problem, and they're holding a lot of resentment. And many times, again, my approach also, when I was going through tough struggles, I was always telling my Creator, "Fix this broken toy. You broke the toy, fix it." Without recognizing the process, without recognizing that you know what, if it wasn't for this problem, I wouldn't come to tefillah. There, there was there was such a bigger picture. I think Rabnachman tells us the purpose of prayer is really to come to expanded consciousness. And if we look at it that way, like, wow, you know what, the way I'm looking at it, I'm too emotional in this issue. When I get to my Hezbollah, I come, I come out of there, Hezbollah is talking to us. I have a daily, I wake up at 4.30, 4 o'clock, and obviously not tonight because I'm up at 11.30 tonight, so you got me on my morning, Chef. But I, my morning ritual really is to take the situations from last night or, the, or yesterday, something that accumulated, and really, really talk to my creator about it. And through that practice, I can pretty much look at the situation completely different. And this is what I try to get people. Basically, the way you're looking at the problem is the problem. Uh, We're looking at it. Things in life don't have meaning. We give it, we attach meanings. And in life, we don't, we're recognizing that there's constantly every emotion. After every experience, there's an emotion tied to it. And what happens is, is after that emotion, after that experience, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't give it a good emotion, basically, what are we doing? We're pretty much replaying that emotion over and over, over again. What I want to get people to really is to get them to wisdom. Wisdom is the memory without the emotion. So when you're going through a situation, we've all gone through very, very tough situations, but really, how do you elevate that situation? Through wisdom, through that, through the new perspective. And through there, all of a sudden you're not replaying the same movie over and over where you' you're in a victim mindset. but now all of a sudden that became wisdom. And I can tell you every single situation, every failure that I had in my life, every situation, there was definitely the reason the only change why I'm not replaying that movie over and over again is because it became wisdom. And that's ultimately what we're trying to get here. Every situation, every pain that you're going through, whether it's a, uh, whether, whether it's an issue with a toxic family member or, or, or financial issues, you have to really, really think about the message, not the messenger. And most people spend 99% of the time on the messenger instead of the message. Um, for example, an example would be you a know, typical question is why do I keep on getting insulted all the time? You know, I go here, I get insulted, I go there, I get insulted, I go there, I get insulted, I'm always getting insulted. The problem is not the people, the problem is your self-esteem. You, you, you keep on taking everything personal because when we have low self-esteem, we make everything about us. So that's a primary example that a person is looking for, you know, going to solutions outside of them when the answer is pretty much inside of them. So these are, I really like to to really simplify questions and really get to, because at the end of the day, if you get rid of the feelings behind the question, you'll get the answer. You know, if you're asking a question, should I marry that person? And there's tons of fear attached to it. You're never going to get the answer. The answer is not there. The answer, the, the problem is, is the fear in the question. As you let go of the question, am I gonna be happy? Is it gonna work out? Uh, all of this control that we're trying to do, then we never get the answers. So some of the, some of the tools that I use is stop looking for the answer, try to focus on the feeling behind the question. You know What's coming up when you're asking that question? And you're gonna see uh, you know, a prediction of the future. Am I gonna be happy? How do I know am I gonna get divorced, etc. Then we're able to now get answers. When we, when we surrender the feelings behind the questions, we start getting answers. So this is a typical thing that I do. Very, very different style versus a typical, oh, find the answer. Ask Hashem, no. Why, why are you asking that question in the first place? Sometimes when we ask too many questions, that means there's, the question itself tells you what the problem is. Just like any addict that's taking, a, for example, an addict that's taking a heroin, I would tell you that their problem is not the heroin. The problem is they have no love because heroin is a substitute for love, obviously. There's, what they're getting from the heroin is they're getting love. Or for example, an addict would say, you know, I'm taking cocaine and their problem really is lack of confidence. They want to feel confident or whether it's, uh, you know, you could just tell pretty much from the drug itself what the, what the issue is. So this is where I really, really work on, On I, I, I try to tackle issues on a conscious level versus just dealing with the messenger. It's, it's, I would say in Kabbalah, it's called Machum Gadlut versus Machum Kadlut. Machum Kadlut, you're in the problem, Machum Gadlut, you're looking at the situation completely different. On a conscious level and that's really my my i use a, a lot of the books i use i use a book called uh let it go a lot this is a great book by david hawkins um i use um you know and for, for example fit i use a lot of times uh devora i'm very big into Tomer devora or the kabbalah of forgiveness these are books that i use basically to look at situations completely different on a conscious level not on a personal level we're so stuck In the situation, because we're looking at, at, we're focusing on the messenger and not looking at the message. What does God want from me in the situation? And what happens is when we do that, we lose the awareness because all we're doing is complaining. So when we're complaining, we don't get the awareness. And that's the problem. You need the awareness to recognize that that problem is actually an opportunity. Because in every situation in life, the problem becomes a solution. (laughs) I don't recognize, I don't know one issue in my life where the problem was not the solution you know such as an addiction is a the the problem is the addiction the solution is a spiritual awakening that means all the answers are really inside of us it's not something outside of us and this is really really the emphasis and this is what i really work on this is why i have a daily podcast and we just really go through issues issues and and, and tell people listen if you're looking at this issue through fear then this is what you're obviously you're going to go into withdrawal and anxiety but if you're looking at the same issue with trust then you're going to go into action and and uh Instead of withdrawing, you're going to go into action and you're going to go into excitement instead of anxiety. So it's basically the same issue, but when in a a different consciousness, it's a completely different, it takes a completely different meaning.
1: Perfect idea. Listen, we got a lot of questions to get to tonight.
2: Okay. So
1: you're going to get hit from all sides. I hope you're okay
2: with that. I hope you can handle that. I can um, handle. I can handle anything. Can handle anything. Okay. But, so again, everybody who's here tonight, but, but again, my, my job is really to give them it's not it's not just again, it's really the, the purpose of my classes is obviously is your uh, your creator's gonna get your attention one way or the other. It could come from love, inspiration, or desperation. You know, for example, that when my my whole issue, just to give a, a recap, seven, eight years ago when I was going through a situation, that whole situation had to happen. So I can come to do his bodhidut for one hour a day the rest of my life. I don't do it for an hour a day, I do it for 30 minutes. But that whole situation in my life had nothing really to do with the situation. It was just to get me to do his do it for an hour. So we all have that calling that Hashem wants more out of us. And this, these situations, it's really, the, the facts are meaningless. It's what does my creator want from me in this situation? That is where the energy should be spent, not on the toxic member or the person insulting you or the, the, the marriage situation, like many times I'm, I'm doing a class for singles, and they're too focusing on looking for the one instead of becoming the one, you understand? So the energy is just put in the wrong place. So that's what today is. Today's really, really to try to get your energy back and put the energy in the solution, not always in the problem. Okay, good. that's why we're here. I need energy, I'm, I'm running low, came to refill. You You get energy when you have the right strategy. Energy doesn't come to you if, you, if you're stuck with, with, the wrong, with the wrong direction. <laughs> Okay, so okay, let, let's, take, let's, let's
1: take a poll without give two minutes. Let's we'll take a poll. Let everybody please answer it. We got a bunch okay. of questions. And again, I said, we have a defensive who says you can ask him anything and everything. And he sounds like he's been through it all. So you
2: have no, nothing to hold back from him. So text me. Again, these are, my, these are my opinions, opinions of my rabb- rabbani, opinions of my therapist, people that have, have, have had similar situations. And exactly. And I could tell you pretty much what strategy to work with.
1: Okay, let's 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 we have three poll questions tonight. Let's see what everybody answers. I'll take it from there. Okay. Here we go. Okay. First question is what should be worked on when faced with emotional challenges? Three options. What do you think you should work on? Our feelings, our thoughts, nothing. It works out by itself. Those are the first the first question. Second question is: what do you think is the root of all anxiety? Fear, over, over-evaluating the problem, under evaluating yourself. Or self-absorption. So take, just think of the answers before you before you click it, because it's a little confusing. Okay. And the third question is: What's the best way to get awareness in any challenge that you have in your life? Gratitude, taking it out, taking it all out, t- talking it all out to get clarity, or pushing away the feelings until the challenges until the challenges goes away. So those are the three questions. Everybody answer. Synonymous. See everybody goes, and then from there we'll jump into questions. Everybody has live questions.
3: Let's get into it. Okay.
1: Okay, here we go. We're gonna five more seconds and then we're gonna share the answer with everybody. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay, so this, this is what everybody answered. What should be worked on when faced with emotional challenges? Thirty-two percent of people said our feelings. sixty-six of people, sixty-six percent of people said our thoughts. That when you face with an emotional challenge, you have to work on your thoughts. Only two percent said do nothing. Interesting, no? Yeah, wrong answer. Wrong answer. Okay, right. we're gonna get, let's read all them. I'm gonna explain
2: then? to you let's why. Start. Go ahead.
1: All right, let's read all three of them. What do you think is the root of all anxiety? Fifty-six percent of people say fear. Fear causes anxiety. 60% say overval- overvaluing the problem. That means they're making the problem much more than it is. 20- 21% undervaluing yourself and only 8% self-absorption. So clearly most people feel the root of all anxiety is fear. Got is the right answer?
2: No, the answer is all of the above.
1: All of the above. Got it. So I didn't give them that option. Number three, Right. what's the best way to get awareness in any challenge? Gratitude, talking it all out to get clarity. 60% of people say to talk it out. That's how you get awareness. Only 1% of people say pushing it away. So without you can, you can answer this, and then we'll jump into the questions. that's okay. Which one do you want to answer first?
2: The, the, the first one? Yeah, what do you think about that? Okay, so, six, the, 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 I'll t- okay. so the first one, The feel, I'll tell you why feelings, because feelings produce thoughts. For example, let's say all of a sudden I am I have a lot of fear. And next thing you know, I, I, I hear uh, coronavirus uh, disease coming out, some ridiculous new variant from the Shtiyot. All of a sudden, what's, all of a sudden, what, what do you think is going to trigger? I have that's the the feeling is fear. Oh my god, my kids are gonna be in Zoom. Oh my god, another lockdown. Oh my god, I can't travel. Oh my god, this all of a sudden you just got nine to ten thoughts from one single trigger. So now go try to catch 10 different thoughts at one time. Imagine if I give you 10, 10, rabbits and told you to go go catch them all times. You're not gonna be able to. You're just gonna be completely overwhelmed and shut down. So what you should recognize is, what am I actually feeling? Forget about the thoughts, because the, the feelings, because remember, if I have bitachon and Hashem, if I have trust, I don't think about Zoom. I'm not thinking about another lockdown. I'm not thinking of anything. I'm just thinking, okay, we'll move on. You can see two, two different people can have completely different thoughts, and, and the trigger could be a new virus coming out. So what you should work on is really the energy behind the feeling. The feeling produces the thought. If I'm going into, for example, if I'm insecure, and all of a sudden I'm going into a job interview, and next thing you know, the, the, the guy interviewing me picks up his phone. What am I going to think? I'm not getting the job. He doesn't care about me. How about if his wife is pregnant? Would you ever think of that? So the whole problem is, is when we walk around with negative feelings, we make ourselves these, we're, we're, so It makes it all about us. We feel it's a threat and you're never going to be able to deal with the thoughts because now you're dealing with 10 to 15 thoughts at one time. So what I really do is the best method that I've seen is definitely to work on the feeling and let go of the feeling. And the way we let go of the feeling is by not resisting it, not judging it. It's just the feeling of fear, just like letting it go. For example, your daughter, all of a sudden, she's fighting with her sister. And what do you say? You don't give it energy. You just say, oh, she didn't mean it. Move on. We don't want to give energy to feelings because what causes, what causes people to have emotional breakdowns is because they keep on resisting feeling. They don't want to feel. So they keep on, they're afraid to feel or they have anxiety over having anxiety. And all that does is cause tremendous amount of resistance. And then you're completely overwhelmed anytime you get a trigger. So stress is never outside of us. Stress is always inside of us. We just get, we just get triggered by the outside. So you always want to work on the feelings. If you let go of the feelings, you're not going to get those thoughts. If you're not insecure, you're not going to think somebody's cheating on you. If you're not, uh, if you don't, if you have beat the heart the last thing you're going to do is think of your, your partner all of a sudden, let's say you have a, you have a business. Next thing you know. You know, somebody opens up next to you. A person has fear. Next thing you're going to say, oh my God, he's going to take my pranasa. How am I going to live in my house, et cetera. You're going to all of a sudden, all of a sudden go into tr- tr- a, a, a tremendous anxiety attack because you have fear that somebody's threatening your survival. But if you had hon you would say Hashem provides everything, everybody with money. What do I have to worry about him? So you could see it's not the thoughts, it's the feelings. The feelings produce the thoughts. You're just getting triggered exactly how you feel about yourself.
1: Okay, let's get jump into some questions here with Aya. And uh we have a bunch of live. So we're gonna start, I'm gonna start with the first one or two questions to get things going here, okay? just to open up the conversation. Basic question why are we here tonight? Right. I'm going through a really d- difficult situation in my life, and there's certain thoughts and worries I cannot get rid of. It's ruminating in my mind all day. Whether it's divorce, parnosa, whatever it is, all, all of the above. What can I do practically? What do I do to get rid of these thoughts that they don't they don't got in my head?
2: Okay, so again, the, where, where, how is she? First of all, she has no awareness of the issue because she's, she's playing defense, number one. So the, she's she, right away, she's got tremendous amount of fear. You understand? Otherwise, you would get... The, the, anytime that I go through an issue, the first thing I do is I recognize I need awareness. The problem is not the issue. The problem is the lack of awareness because at the end of the day, every issue ultimately can turn into the biggest blessing in our lives, but we never get that issue because we're complaining in that issue. The complaining causes more resistance and more moham gadlut and more constriction. So the first thing you should do is right away, ask your creator, thank him for the challenge. Remember, it's a difference between you looking at it, is this is a problem or a, is it a threat or is it a challenge? If I'm challenged by the situation, I'm excited to deal with it. If I'm threatened by the situation, I completely go into withdrawal and panic. So right away, you have to change the approach of it right away. You have to look at it as a challenge. If I look at it as a challenge, I say, okay, I'm excited to get this going. And then I'll start little by little, um, you know, trying to um, reduce being overwhelmed by one dealing with one thing at a time. But the fact that she's looking at this and she's focusing on the people who did it to her, or she's focusing on the situation, she's not going to get the awareness because she's stuck on the messenger, not the message. Maybe Hashem wants you to have more bitachon. Maybe Hashem wants you to get you closer to him through prayer. Maybe Hashem wants you to, to this is your litmus test. So if you, any situation, again, it's, you got to look at the message behind it. Um, you know, it's clearly R- R- Hashem's telling us all the time, take your worries and cast them up to Hashem. So most people that are going through these chaotic situations. They're not even praying. They're not meditating. They're not doing anything, but. but what are they doing? Rehearsing that event over and over. And what is it? Emotions are the product of an experience. The more we stay in the experience, the more we reinforce that negative pattern. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to break that pattern. And the way you break that pattern is starting with gratitude. Because gratitude gives you the awareness. This is why I tell all my clients in my in my rehab centers, right away, thank Hashem for the addiction you have. It's gonna, it's, he, he did it, to so launch a spiritual awakening. You, the last thing you want to do is re, reaffirm that pattern over and over again. So obviously she needs, she needs a few classes. She needs to go on a, on a, on a podcast. She needs a, a daily prayer. Um, but she has to recognize, look at this thing. It's too emotional right now. And if she's working on it with fear, there's no way she's going, to be over, she's going to be overwhelmed. So the first thing I would tell you is definitely start with gratitude. Ask your creator for awareness, not to solve the problem. Ask him for the awareness of why you're going through it. And then dedicate 20 minutes, 10 minutes a day to asking your creator for awareness and then once you get the awareness there's no suffering anymore in that situation
0: but so, sometimes to get there like you're saying you have to take some classes and listen to some podcasts because yeah, you need that because right away that. when it happens the anxiety and the panic doesn't let you Correct. get there but what you're saying is that that's where you where you should get to and you agree that it might take time because right away Correct. there's there's, there's no, Thoughts. I mean, there's a lot of thoughts, but not in the right place, and very hard to channel it.
2: There's no no question. There's no question. Hashem's trying to get her to a different look, different space in her life. Um, There's no reason. That's the only reason why he would put us through so much pressure. He's not. He's not that. Our Creator is not out there to punish us. Our Creator is there to challenge us. And this is an area in her life which is. I guarantee there's fear. There's all kinds of fear behind this issue, and and that fear continues to be replayed what you need to do again is to go and cre- you need the awareness of why you're going through that issue. Um, and the way I do it practically is I don't, when I go have a situation in the morning, I, I schedule the prayer to the, do uh, the next morning. Uh, and then I take anything that I can deal with and I cast it to my creator. I don't hold anything in; I cast it up, whatever I can't control. If it's out of my hands, I get it out of my head. I cast it all to my creator.
0: So you can do that. You can do that now with all the work that you've done many years. What would be that first step Absolutely. that you that you would tell a person? I'm saying, for example, there are people sending in questions, um, real tough questions. If they have a child or a or a sibling that's not well, and the doctor gives up hope and they they actually see, they, they don't know what to do. I mean, they may be diving and say something to them, but
2: they, I don't know. There, I mean, there's I mean, l- listen. There's something that's beyond our control. There's something. For example, I, I, I checked every single box with my son. There's not a box that I didn't check, and you know, there's something in heaven that there's a a decree or something beyond our comprehension. And this is there's a time also to accept. Um, You know, there's a time to accept also. God forbid, never give up. But you have you do as much as you can, and then you have to surrender the outcome. How does that work together? How does that work together? Accepting. You have to do. You have to do I I could pray, and at the end of the day, I could say I did my hichdalut. I don't worry about the prayer worry and 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 chronic uh, uh, anxiety, this is all showing you it's too much fear. So what I do is I pray and I get out of the way. A lot of people pray and they're waiting for the outcome. They're waiting for the uh, scoreboard to change. so the expectation sometimes does not allow the prayer to to, to work. Wow So this is one thing is so I let go of the outcome. I pray and I get out of the way because sometimes we're so burnt out of prayer because we pray, And we're waiting for a FedEx package. Should they go to a different doctor?
0: If the doctor is discouraging, should they?
2: Absolutely. Let's pause
1: for a second. Let's go to this live question, okay? You're on.
4: Okay. I have a fatal disease, ALS, that is slowly getting worse. Now my doctors are telling me that I shouldn't drive. Should I be thanking Hashem for the challenge? I'm having a very hard time with that. So, I can do that. However,
5: I see that I'm not getting any better. The disease is slowly marching on.
2: Hashem should first give you a refus shulema. What I've seen is a book from Rabbi Rush, Thank You and See Miracles. Uh, Another person I recommend is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, He has meditations on uh, miraculously healing. And basically, both things talk about, Rabenakram tells us that most diseases and most sicknesses come from a lack of joy. Again, it's a, it's a very vague statement. Um, but he says, through joy, you can heal. I mean, there's a lot of science behind today showing how you know, being happy uh, heals. So what I recommend in that, there's a great book called Say Thank You and See Miracles. And I strongly recommend doing some meditations on healing um, by Joe Dispenza. He has tremendous meditations. He has summits that he takes people to meditations. And I would recommend that. I would recommend that. Anything to do with simcha is definitely healing. Anything to do with worry and and and, and fear is going to do the opposite. But Hashem should give you a full Amen.
1: Okay, we have a bunch of live. Let's get to some live questions now.
2: Again, some of these are longer answers, but obviously we, we can only, you know, it's not... Uh, we can do what we can do. Okay. Okay, you're on.
6: Hi. Thank you for taking my uh, my question. And I, I think you're wonderful. I, I listen to you all the time. Um, so you. my question is about hisbodadut because yes. I I want to do hisbodadut and I haven't been able to as of yet. Um, and my question is how does a person do his to do if they're afraid to go into their mind because the dark thoughts that are in their mind are overwhelming?
2: Right, okay, it's a great, it's a great answer, a great question. Um, you should know that the first 10 years of me being in Breslov, I never did his bodhudut until the whole world cave in on me. So you should know that because it's something so great Nachman called it higher than everything, you're going to have a lot of resistance. Remember, resistance is the Yetzirah's mechanism to allow you to, to do anything. Anytime you have resistance, instead of giving up, you, you need to turn it up. Um, what you have to recognize is the purpose of his bodhidut is actually to talk about that. You're his bodhidut should be creator of the world. I have nothing but darkness and dark thoughts, and I want to speak to you, and I can't speak to you. That is his bodhidut, by the way. His bodhidut is an open conversation, it's not a video game where you click the right box and you and you win a million dollars. <laughs> it's actually pouring out your heart, your worries, your anxieties, you're, you're casting everything. Exactly what you just said. I could do his boat to do exactly what you just asked me about. Create a world. I have tremendous negative thoughts. I have such darkness. I have such fear speaking to you. Help me, help me get that awareness. Help me surrender so, the fear.
6: So it, it goes deeper than that though, because the you know, for you know. 10, 12 years when I was a child, you know, starting Mm -hmm. from probably about eight years old, um, it was beaten into me, you know, both physically and mentally that, you know, I was hated and I should die. And, you know, it didn't end until I left. So all of that is,
2: is deep. Right. So, so it's very common that you know your your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your God, with your Creator, very it's very common. But as you grow in consciousness, you'll see that you'll actually be be at a point where you actually going to forgive them. There's a very simple principle in life: hurt people hurt others. There's no way if, if you're in a good if you're in a good state of mind, you would never hurt other people. So you almost have to assume that your parents uh, were not in a good state of mind, or, or whoever whoever did those horrific things to you, they were hurt themselves. So the fact that they did that, you have to give them compassion. So in his, in one of the things of, uh, which for, before he's doing his bodhisattva, I actually recommend you to read this book called Tomer Devora, or the Kabbalah or forgiveness. Either one. Before doing his bodhisattva, first try to read this one. The Kabbalah forgiveness. Remember, the word forgiveness is for giving. You're giving yourself. You understand? So it's, it, it's very hard to, to go and approach your creator if you're saying, well, look at this creator He gave me this kind of parent and who destroyed my life. why would I go speak to him? So first you need to change the, uh, your perspective of your creator as a you know somebody out there uh, punitive you have to look at your creator as nothing but ain't self. Um, also you should recognize that the, because you have so much resistance and that his that, that the, what you're going to get out of it is unbelievable. Uh, and this is exactly with anything in life. The reason why we have any kind of resistance in our lives is because our Yetzirah does not want us to do it. The has to create resistance according to the greatness of the reward we would get and the greatness of the feeling we would get in any area of our lives. Uh, but you should continue to, to, to do it. But first, I would recommend you to read Tomer Devorah or Kabbalah of Forgiveness. And then when you read the book, after you read the book, 30 days go back there with a different approach because right now you have a lot of resentment. You have a lot of, you have a lot of anger. Um, and you know, what are you gonna say? Uh, you know, you, you, you're looking at your creator completely different. So right now you're not gonna get the best results. It's better, you should read this book first then you'll see a different perspective and then go back and do it.
1: Very good, unbelievable. Here we go, you're on.
5: I get it, thank you for taking my question. Um, I've been taking advantage very badly from someone the past year it felt like like I've been a big victim and Baruch Hashem recently I've been doing enormous therapy to overcome that and I realize I know where I want to go but there is that certain line a certain point where it gets that transition where something is blocking me it's just because i this whole past year there's this feeling of like I know it sounds funny, but like, it's kishmak to be a nabuch. It's kishmak that
7: mm-hmm. I don't have to
5: take responsibility. You know, they, everyone has to feel bad about me. And I, you know, and that feeling is not allowing me to release and jump over that and, you know, overcome it. That is one of the biggest blocks. What is the best advice you could give to make that transition?
2: Right. right. We know, you know, self-pity is actually, you're actually getting a kick. It's sort of, you're getting juice out of it. Um, you know it, it, it gets you you know you're getting a lot of healed from it so when you're going through a situation you don't need self-pity you need strength um and obviously you can recognize okay it's worked for you for a while but at the end of the day so there's a lot of fear of, of taking action so what you need to do is obviously first you have to forgive them and you also have to get another enough leverage okay right now it's good but imagine another five years like this what it's going to look like um and the reason why you need to forgive them is because you're forgiving them to get your energy back um, you're not forgiving them for them. You're giving them because right now you're being controlled by that person right now. And when you forgive that person, you take your control back. And that's what's going to give you that energy back. And again, I strongly recommend Tomer Devorah of Kabbalah Forgiveness. Anytime God gives us very difficult people in our lives, it's an opportunity for us to forgive them so we can get forgiven. Um, and right now you're you're not, you know, you can't get into this why me mindset. You have to get into this what's, what's next. Again, I strongly, another one recommend Uh, forgiveness from, again, because when we forgive, basically we mimic our creator. That's what Poma Divor is about. It's basically anytime you forgive somebody, it's literally you're getting a tremendous amount of compassion. That's exactly what you need right now. And then from there, you have to recognize that this is cute, this payoff, this self-pity, it's giving you a right now. But at the end of the day, imagine five more years, I guess. That pain is going to become, that pleasure you're getting is going to be a lot of pain. So this is where you have to recognize you have to take control back and do it through Tfila, do it through his bodhidus, do it through talking to Hashem, and Hashem will give you that strength back.
0: Forgiving can be a process, right? It can take a while. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. How, how would you know, how long that's you, why it, I recommend, is normal. <laughs> that's why, Rabbi, that's why that's why I recommend that you're looking at, when you're looking at forgiveness, you have to get the if you're looking if if you look at forgiveness as you're giving, forgiving. I'm giving, I'm giving. I'm actually getting something out of it. You're getting your energy back. And this is why I strongly recommend this book, Kabbalah Forgiveness or Tomer Devora, Because basically what I've done, I remember going through the situation where uh, I got divorced originally and I was at a from couple with four kids um, and they basically testified against me, in my divorce. And I was, so, I'm a, I was so angry and I wanted to say, you know what, never again, when i going to help these people, et cetera. And because I forgave them, I got the biggest, biggest, biggest surprise in my life. So anytime we can forgive other people, when it's that bad, we get tremendous amount of mercy And between you and me right now. What do we need? We need a, we need revenge or we need mercy. So when I, when I, this is why I strongly recommend people Kabbalah forgiveness and Tomer Devorah, it basically teaches you, you can be a, to, a, a co-creator. It's a process. You need a lot of strength for it. You need prayer. But you need to understand the way, why we have to forgive them is because that person's controlling your life and you need to get your control back. That's why. Why do you, you want to be controlled? I mean, there's people that are, have not forgiven and people are in, in the cemetery for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, they're still controlling their lives and the person's not even alive. So we want to get the control back in our lives and we want to be able to get mercy. That's why I'm a very big person on forgiving. And again, you're not going to be able to do this through the logical brain. This requires prayer it requires meditation and again the purpose of meditation is the following is to get you to an expanded consciousness where you see that now as an opportunity to, to forgive and you recognize that person was only hurt and that's why they did it to you they didn't do it to you because they meant it so that for that reason itself is you can give them a lot of grace i would i would tell you one person that really helped me with this is dr david lieberman he's one of my mentors um he, dr david lieberman is is on another is in another league uh, with this air, his books, Free Will Works, um, Never Get Angry Again. But they, Dr. Levin Lieberman really was one of my mentors, I would say. His books really, really helped me tremendously get to the next level.
0: Could you, could you give us uh, just a snippets for beginners from meditation? How do they start? What do they do? And how long does it have to be? Right. So, I, I do God it. I
2: Okay, I do his body. Do well, like walk us okay. through it a little bit because I am not familiar. For with
0: beginners, it. for beginners,
2: beginners, for beginners. The, the first thing I do is I I I have a tremendous amount of gratitude. I have a tremendous gratitude. It's very important to have the same location, um, the same place you're doing it. The consistency is very very important. Where, you know one thing that you do it. I do it very early in the morning. The Reason why I do it very very early in the morning is because there's a lot of clarity. My my med- my his body, do this will start at four o'clock in the morning. 4.30, very, very early, because I want to get, you know, I have to, I want to get advantage of that, that clarity in the air, and then basically what I do is I, I really, I start with gratitude, um, then I'll start with all of a sudden mishpat, I'll start with, uh, you know, do a little cheshman and nefesh, this I could have done wrong, and then I'll ask for awareness, awareness in different areas of my life, I have many classes on his bodhidut, but the whole point of his bodhidut is more importantly that you're actually not running away from the problem anymore. You're actually approaching the issue. And that itself is the, is the greatest thing you could do. Because most of the judgment comes today, not so much of what you're saying, it's because you're, you're running away from the problem. That is more the issue. Um, that's Forget what you're saying. It's more like the fact that I'm approaching my creator with, with intention to speak and even saying something. It's showing my, my creator that I'm interested and I'm approaching things versus running away from things. And this is what the majority of the world is doing, is not even trying to, to approach things. They don't want to feel. They want to run away from it. And that's the why there's, there's so much, th- this extra pain, is because they're not approaching their creator. They're just running away from their creator. So you could see, yes, there's a lot of people that are in pain. For example, you could tell me a guy has diabetes. He's in pain, but he's eating better. Is he exercising? So a lot of the, that pain is really, really, he created that accumulation of pain. I know, for example, if I don't do my mahizbodidut, if I don't do my learning, if I don't have my ritual, I'm in the worst sport in the world. So it's not for me, it's not even a question whether or not I do it or not. I look at it as oxygen. Because if not, what happens during the day? We end up holding things. We end up somebody makes a comment, we hold it. Your wife says something. Next thing you know, we start developing resentment. We start holding negativity. And next thing you know, somebody says something, it it, it, it triggers off. So remember, stress is never external, stress is always internal. Wow. I hope that helped.
1: Yes, it was very difficult. Uh, okay, let's go. We have so many more live. You're but on. I have
2: many I have many classes on this supposed to do It's, it's very hard to, to do it in two minutes.
1: Okay, you're
5: on. Yeah, hello? Yeah, hi. Yes. Hi. You mentioned before about Mark, like uh, Mark and Godless and Mark, Like I want to know Correct. how to get mindset because I remember I was met you, Rosh Suna, like. Um, I could testify you up know, like 4.30 a.m. I saw you by the tien of you were like making this nice prayers. And it's about this. And then I asked you, you said you should have Michael. So I want to know how to get into this. What you say, what, you know, you call Meichas like the goddess of Meichas. Kind of more like have a over, uh, like more consciousness and a larger overview of what's really going on versus all details.
2: Correct. Very good. So
5: that, that itself,
2: Mochum gadlut, is to be able to see the big picture and look at something consciously. Uh, Mochum Kadnut is to be a victim of the situation. So the way you do it, obviously, is by combination of prayer and consciousness and learning and that. Um, and my, for example, my awareness is, is always, what does my creator want from me in this situation? What, what does he want from me? For example, if my wife's not happy, what does he want from me? What does he want me to work on it? Um, if my business is, uh, if something's wrong with my business, do I have too much fear? Am I worrying about my business? I, I know what to let go. Basically, I'm diagnosing the problem of not asking situations to change, but I'm always asking myself to change. That's what I'm concerned about. The, the real humility is changing yourself, not the outside world. Because the outside world automatically changes when you change yourself. So that is Moham Galu, to be able to see the big picture. And this is what we're supposed to do. But today we're, we're too busy running away from pain. We're too busy uh, you know, blaming people for the situation. We're busy complaining. We're busy uh, resenting. So you're not getting the awareness. That's the bottom line. You're not getting the awareness of why you're going through that situation.
0: Let, let's talk about Parnassa. Somebody needs to make uh, more money. So what does he have to change in him? He feels everybody right. out there has to change,
2: not him. Correct. <laughs> Boy, okay. Hashem. What, what does he have to do? You, usually for Parnassa, this is what the Gemara tells us. When a person is running out of money, he should give, he should give charity. Um, you know, why is the Gemara telling you to give charity if you're running out of money? Because what, what got you into the problem is not what is going to get you out of the problem. Obviously, you, you many times, you Noah know, Malik, Malik talks about that. You know, when, when, the, when the Jews ask, what will we ask? Well, you know, what will we ask? All of a sudden, they, they, you disrupt your spiritual channels of abundance. When you worry, you have chronic worry, you have chronic anger. Reb Nachman speaks about anger destroying parnasa. Worrying also disrupts parnasa. Reb Nachman says the greatest way to draw parnasa to you is to be to And be is all about not having control, not having, uh, you know, always things have to always be certain for you and being able to give a lot of charity. And when you're able to have those things, you have a bit home, you have that clarity. Again, I run businesses. I'm not here in a, in a, you know, in, in a bank teller. I, I'm, I'm running big businesses. And one of the things that me and my wife, Ruch Hashem, have had is tremendous amount of bit to and we And we've been hit with tremendous challenges, but we were calm, confident through those challenges because we remembered there was times in the past that we went through those challenges and God saved us. So just like when you're going through a future challenge, you've been saved in the past. Draw upon the miracle in the past.
1: Because I, I want to jump into this little angle. It's a little different than what
2: we spoke about so far. Somebody send me a question. But this, yeah. Understand, yeah. Understand? this is another book. Uh, this is another book I strongly recommend, The Base Lazy, on on, on Bidahon. It's a phenomenal book. It's, it's maybe 10 to 15, 20 strategies on on Parnassa. I mean, it's really well written. Strongly recommend. Again, if you want to talk about working out, you listen to working out videos, you get a training. You want to talk about Hon, you got to be all in. This is the problem. We're not. We're we're very interested today, but we're not. We're not committed. This is the world today. Very interested. Oh, I'm interested. That's nice. But nobody's committed, and that's the difference today. We have very few people that are really committed. They want everything, but they don't want to. They, they're very, they're just interested, and that's why you're not getting what you're getting. Why are people and, not committed? There's a there's a fear. Because there's a fear. It's out of the comfort zone. Uh, it's something new, they're used to this, uh, they're used to being comfortable. Well, listen, 80% of the Jews got stuck in Egypt because they were comfortable. Being comfortable is a problem, it, 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 it's a payoff, you don't have to risk any failure, nobody's gonna tell you anything, you're comfortable. But at the end of the day, you're gonna recognize it's gonna hurt your self esteem because if you're not growing, you can't give. And if you can't give, you can't be happy. So what, what do you, at the end of the day, this is the payoff. The payoff of being comfortable is you have a life of no meaning, and what else are you going to focus on for your problems? But when, you're, when you have things going on in your life and you, and you have purpose and you have things going on, you're not, those problems don't take the life of its own. Okay, I have an issue, but it's not, my whole life is not my problem. Okay, I want to go on this angle because
1: I think it's something we a different angle. And Understand that you yeah. have to let go. And like we said, buttochon and believe
2: and do this, boy this. But how do I let go when the person who's painting you keeps on actively doing that? Okay, so for, number one, you have to recognize sometimes you have to put a boundary. Um, there's, you know, I've, I've gone through one divorce. I'm not telling you to get divorced, but there's times to put boundaries. There's, there's a tzimpsum. You have to make a tzimpsum in Kabbalah. You can't just, if you can't handle that person, you have to make a boundary. So sometimes you need a boundary. Um, and sometimes not every situation works out, uh, but there is times for boundaries. But if it's something where you're constantly it's happening over and over to you in every single relationship, then it's a problem with self-esteem. You're just taking, every, you're making everything about you and you're taking everything too personal. So that's where, you know, just like a pregnant woman, she can't run from labor pains if the labor pains are inside. <laughs> so that issue, ha- she has to recognize that's an interior problem. And that's usually anytime we're dealing with toxicity and anything like that, we have the first question, am I over, am I really minimizing this issue or am I really, really emotionalizing this issue? And that's usually by taking it in self-esteem. Okay. Let's go
8: to the next live question. You're on. Hi, I find that um, we talk about anxiety stemming from fear. Hi, my own fear that comes from like just being able to make the right decisions in life. I was never, say, a practical person in sense of You know, problem solving is, is always, you know, it's kind of an issue with me. How do I know it's the right, it's the right, right. thing to do? Is by thinking distorted? Is you know, am I really looking at it correctly? Uh, you know, is it, silly? is it just plain stupid? And uh, uh, maybe that ties with my own fears of always being, you know, labeled stupid. So I mean, how do you? Uh,
2: are you an air, are you are you an air, are you an air sign by the way? Are you an air sign?
8: Um, I'm a water sign. Well, the, the secular calendar, sign. but scor yeah. well Scorpio. Although, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what
2: is that? Okay. So usually it, it, like you usually, usually you have a habit of of, not, of of procrastinating. But again, the reason why we don't make a decision uh-huh. is we're concerned what, how am I gonna look? How am I gonna look? You're always too concerned about how you're gonna look. So the real issue is not the decision making, it's the self-esteem. You're too concerned that, oh, what happens if I fail? What happens if I look? But if you just made a decision and you learned on the way, you wouldn't you wouldn't care so much about people. So that issue of lack of decision making is really self-esteem is a lack of self-esteem of you're afraid to make a mistake. You're afraid to be judged. You're afraid to, so what happens you rather not make a decision and that leads you to more anxiety because you recognize, wow, nothing's ever moving in my life. So it's definitely rooted in, in, in maybe fear of not a, of approval or fear of not, uh, you know, not being loved. So, which is also rooted in self-esteem. So step know. number
0: one to gain self-esteem.
2: Get, get action, get, do hard things, do That's what's true. easy, do what's hard now. And it'll be easy for you later. But if you do what you eat, it's eats easy now, it's hard for you later. All self-esteem, this is why all addicts have, have very low self-esteem, is because they receive things for nothing. You know, they, they get high with, with no work. So anytime we receive uh, things without working for it, it leads you to shame. And shame just, you know, triggers this low self-esteem. So I would recommend making a decision and surrendering the outcome. If it's you, either you learn or you win doesn't mean you have to win all the time. And you, you have to really recognize who cares about what the outcome is. One way or another, you're going to learn or you're going to win. Instead of always making being self-centered. Lack, self-esteem is a lot. Self, when you become humble, you're not so interested in yourself all the time. Where, where low self-esteem is all self-centered. Humility is the exact opposite of self-esteem. It's, it's the complete opposite. When you're humble, you're not interested in what people say. Selfish, low self esteem, all you care is about what people say. Yeah,
1: unbelievable. Let's go to the next live question you're on.
9: Um, hi. So I have a two part question. I don't know if it's too broad. Um, what are some basic red flags to look out for when dating? And what are some serious deal breakers when already in a relationship?
2: Right. It's a little broad. I mean, um, some of the, again, deal breakers is definitely very very getting very very physical in a relationship right away that's a deal that's gonna that's gonna go nowhere i guarantee you Uh, a lot of times in relationships there's too much there's too much infatuation and they call it love that's a that's a deal breaker but you're never going to get to know the person believe me i'm going to beverly hills to tell them listen that what you guys think is love is you think infatuation is love you're completely off on that Um, that's a deal breaker. That for sure is going to go nowhere because once you get physical, your emotions are all over the place. You don't have true judgment. Uh, There's no sense of that. It's just, and also whether the person is very growth-minded, I would say that. There's nothing wrong with having issues, but how humble are they? Are they growth-minded? What do they do? Do they have a rabbi? Do they have people they look up to? Um, Or are they very self-centered and they know they're right? Very important. The person should be very open-minded. If he's very closed-minded, it's going to be a problem. So I would say, again, do not get physical. That is the, the number one deal breaker. Um, second, obviously the person should be very growth oriented and should have healthy self-esteem, should be very open-minded versus being closed-minded and his way of the highway. There's a lot more. I mean, I have tons of classes for singles, but that's just a, uh, a small one. Also looking to give into relationships instead of just getting in a relationship. A lot of singles go. What am I getting out of this? And I end up getting nothing. So you want to go in there to give, not to just to get. Okay. What, what would you tell if somebody has been in therapy
0: for a while and he's trying to do the work, but it's just not working? They're working on the anxiety. It, mm. it seems to help a little bit, but it's not really working. Just, the question is from your point. Your point of view, how do I work on it?
2: Right, many many things. Sometimes the people go to therapy; they become too institutionalized. That's one of the issues. Um, second is sometimes they go to therapy; they get potential, but now they have to take action. They don't take action on the, on what they learn in therapy, um, so that could be a problem. And the third is you have to now attach meaning. I always say therapy without meaning is not going to get you enough. I mean, I have to go through a situation; I have to go through things. If let's say I'm going to therapy for anxiety attack, and I don't recognize that this problem got me closer to my creator. There's a bigger meaning, there's a bigger purpose why that happened to me, then you're always gonna get stuck in therapy. It's very, very important to really, really. What happens recognize. if I can't figure out that purpose? Why can't what happens if I'm going to I don't know the purpose of it? Just so sometimes can't. you need sometimes you need a different therapist. Um, because that you want a therapist to get you into meaning. Um if it's just just to talk about why you're anxious, uh, without meaning, without you know, getting you to a to, to meaning, some kind of meaning why I'm going through this. Um I find that's why you need spirituality. Just therapy without spirituality, I haven't seen that many good results. Because remember, the problem is in the heart, according to Rav Nachman. When we're we're, we're in this world with just too much logic, we have to bring it down to the heart. I mean, just like learning Torah, you can learn Torah and have no emunah. You can have religion and have no emunah, and you can walk around completely miserable. (laughs) Uh, We see this all the time. It doesn't mean because you have religion, you're going to guarantee to be happy. There's tons of, thousands of religious people are miserable because they don't have a muna. They don't have a muna. So religion without a muna is really as much as therapy without, without, without having meaning or a bigger purpose or a bigger calling. That's my if opinion. If somebody wants
0: to, if somebody wants to bring it into the therapy room, they want to mention to their therapist they heard Sunday night from the Dali Fenster, that they want a little bit of, of uh, spirituality,
2: faith faith based, something with faith based. I guess then it could be not for them. Yeah. Some, some therapists are very, very egotistical. They're very, uh, they're one way. It's only science. And you no, know, there has to be faith based. Uh, this is why I love the 12 steps so much. This is why there has to be, again, you just get stuck in, in, in just the details. Um, and where when you have faith, you recognize there's a much bigger purpose. There's some situations you can't figure out. You just have to believe that Hashem put you there for a reason. You're not going to get so, certainty on everything in life.
0: So if it's faith based, even if the therapist is not from,
2: there has to be something maybe logotherapy, Victor Frankel's work, or, or stuff that has to deal with a higher calling, a something with faith, something with spirituality. Because God doesn't give. Listen, we we try to fix spiritual problems with with chemical solutions, and then the problem is spiritual. I I don't know one client that has gone through my. Thousands of thousands that there is not a spiritual issue there. Low self esteem is a spiritual issue. Uh, anxiety is a spiritual issue. No, no trust in your creator. What are you thinking you're going to get? You're going to fall in fears. These are all spiritual issues. We're spiritual beings. 100%. 100%. 100%. You know, sometimes you need, you see, when the clients have a, a really bad addiction, they're more vulnerable and they're more open minded to everything. But when they're just, it's just a little anxiety sometimes they're not uh they don't they don't treat it as bad as well. Wow, what, what kind of life is it without, without having to the it's a miserable life because remember the emotions of, of of fear is very simple it's anxiety and withdrawal so anytime your main emotions are you're you're withdrawing from things withdrawing which means not going into action withdrawing and anxiety that means the real the real root of the problem is fear it's fear and your energy level when you have fear is very low. You have a very low energy level and you attract more fearful things. Again, a fearful person is always going to be frightened. A person with Ditahon is not going to always be frightened. An angry person is always going to be angry. In life, we don't get what we what we are. We, we don't like with things things that have the meaning based on, on our perspective of reality.
0: But let's let's understand the angry angry person is always angry because there's somebody else making him angry and that's what he's. that's i'm just saying that's what he's saying and you want him to stop
2: being angry how should he stop that pattern one one you have to recognize that you cannot get angry unless something got tricked. it's pretty much this is a a good analogy i like to use imagine you're holding a coca-cola can and you're shaking and shaking and shaking and all day long with festering of resentment and next thing you know somebody opens it up and it explodes. And you say, look at this guy, he exploded my my soda can. But if you had water, he would never be able to do that. You cannot be triggered with anger unless you're holding that anger yourself. You cannot be fearful if you're not holding that anxiety yourself, period. That means my job is to let go of every single thing that happened to me, etc. so I don't develop. We always said many times um, that something first becomes a mood, then it becomes a temperament, then it becomes a personality. You understand? You became that personality because you, you stayed in that area in, in your life. You see COVID, for example. Many people reacted completely different to COVID because of what they were holding inside. Um, many people cre- react completely different to everything in life. I got divorced. I got remarried in, in 30 days. <laughs> I don't hold fear. I believe. I have trust. So I don't worry about what. Maybe it's not going to happen again. Maybe it's, this is going to happen because I don't, I don't function like that because I don't hold that fear in. But if you hold fear, and you're trying to get you're, you're going dating, what do you think? All you're doing is looking for for guarantees. You're looking for uh, all, nothing, nothing but more, more, more control, control because of a, a lack of of If
0: if it had, it became a personality already. How do they change? It's very hard. They have, they have to, to turn have around. To,
2: correct the boat. Yeah, exactly. They have to know first. They have to let go of what made them feel fearful, and it could have been a childhood. It could have been a childhood. It could have been um, an event in their lives that they have that that recognize I have to be fearful, you know. For example, let's say somebody uh, got cheated on in a relationship, and they're going to go into a new relationship. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to go in with fear unless they let go and process. Everything has to be processed with the therapist. You have to process it, and then you have to let it go. I'm very, very big on therapy. Um, It it just—it's very few people could do this themselves. You need a different perspective, and you need somebody to, 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 to help to help you process it and let it go.
1: Okay, with that, let's go further. It's unbelievable. Okay, you're on.
9: Hi. Um. So I have a question in regards to like the sing- uh, being the single. Um. If a person is working on their bitachon, um, like a lot, and according to like reality, you have to go to every shachan and go to every single event. Let's say. And working on more of what you're saying in regarding like attracting the one is taking a break from dating
2: a bad thing. <laughs> I, I Listen, between you and me, I had so much bitachon that I had no fear. I, I, I think I, w- I would rather you work on, you, you could say you're working on your bitachon, but you have to make sure there's no fear. Because remember, mm-hmm. how, what's the difference between the bitachon and fear? Is you're not exhausted by the process. When you're exa- you sound exhausted by the process. When you're exhausted by the process, that means there's, you, you, there's, you think you're at trust, but you still have a little fear in it. So you should be exhausted. <laughs> yeah, because you sound, you sound completely exhausted. So it doesn't, Pretty it, much. it's just, a, okay. So you don't say, you can't have bitajon. You can't be bitajon and be exhausted. Right. Because it's, bitajon is something that's in you. you you're, you're, you're alive when you have bitajon. There's no negative thoughts when you have bitajon. You can have a mona. You can, have, you can believe you're gonna get married, but you're still worried that you're not gonna get married. So you probably have faith, but you need to do. Is you need to be the hun. Be the bitahon is more of an attraction. You attract the person. I met my wife; she came straight to my house. <laughs> it's an attraction. You don't have to go get it. How do you know you're in a very good conscious place when things start coming to you, and you don't have to even go after that? So she should let go. She should, let go she should. She should She should really. Re- she shouldn't be exhausted. First of all. Because the exhaustion, you know, what happens when you show up exhausted to a date? You're saying, oh, this guy's not, the-. you're judging the guy already. You understand? We, we, because we're exhausted and and we, we don't have that bitachon 100%, we find ways to get out of it, to withdraw from the situation through, you know, through judgment. So you don't have 100% bitachon. You might say you do, but your question itself told me you didn't have it. So work on... I don't think you should. You should. You should take a break. There's no reason to take a break. You're only taking a break because you're exhausted. So change it up to saying every single opportunity is an opportunity to get married. Surrender the outcome, and you'll see the exhaustion won't happen. And then you won't even ask that question: Should I take a break? Many many people are
0: asking that. For, you know, you know, they're listening to you. It sounds like you have huge amount of viddachon, but for somebody who yeah. doesn't even know what that means, I mean, he knows what it means, but they don't know how to apply it where do we start first it's you obvious, have
2: to. good question good question first you have to surrender the fear like i cannot get eat i cannot lose weight until i stop eating bad foods you cannot be in shape you, even if you ate good foods and you had bad foods you will not be in shape first you have to eat the, you have to cut the toxic situations such as fear it's hard it's hard okay, I so like this is where, no question no question but again you have to, all this fear is, how do we know? Fear is resistance, fear is uh, fears control, fear is uh, certainty. You're not created in this world just to, to walk in here and be a gummy bear. I mean, you have to have challenges. You have to show your creator. This is otherwise, what would the purpose of this world for? It would be too easy. It would be the bread of shame. We, so we, we get challenged in our lives. And there's areas in our lives that our creator is pointing out to us over and over so we can fix them and when you start facing them and fix them you're going to get a lot of results but when you sit in fear because remember what are you getting in fear all you're getting is control and certainty that's all you're doing it's a weakness it's not a strength by the way you're telling me well how can i not worry about something yes that worry itself is you because you're you're not you're not you don't trust your creator so how do you expect to attract the miracles when you're when you're living in fear i mean this is it's not going to happen so, you would say uh, uh, tell a person to go out of his comfort zone. Just- I would first go out of the, comfort, exactly. And Moon is a place we go to. And first, more, more importantly, surrender all the fear behind something. There's a lot of fear. For example, you're going on a date. Am I going to be happy? Am I going to be this? How do I know it's going to work out? You don't know. You just have to live in the moment. You can't always be, need an answer for everything. You have to just live. That's enough to live. And, and we're we're so we're so insecure that we need to secure to make sure everything matches up and everything it's just it's just because of our insecurity, and this doesn't allow us to live. It's always only allowing us to survive. And I always I always said this line: Do not blame God for what your ego did to you. Taking this it is, in. I mean, we're taking it. If you if you do if you do the work. You spend the time talking to God, you learn about Bitachon, just like you work out. You do, you, you work, and you fight, eat good food, you 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 find out the, the best trainer, you get into good shape. It's nothing, nothing is new. It's just a different everything you're successful in life, it's because you've ha- you have good rituals in that area. And everything you're not successful in life is because you have lousy rituals in that area. It's pretty much the, the principle. You should treat Bitachon as much as you should treat your exercise routine your 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 life you can't make this you can't make spirituality oh i'll get to it when i have time that's you're not going to get the results so become
0: so, uh, comf- become comfortable with with not knowing yes with not knowing that's bitahon <laughs> just just let's go
2: just do it you don't you're not going to know it's okay but how, just- why would you, why would i get you a reward how would you get a reward if you're not willing to show bitahon Trust is not something you need, you need a guarantee. Then that's fear. Fear is what you need to guarantee. So if you're not willing to take that, that space, you know, you need, we need to be the, the nakshon. We need to be able to cross and we need to believe things are going to work out. And, and we, how many times do we read this? We read this, I think the most popular verse in the Torah is do not fear. So the problem is we're all learning this stuff and we're not internalizing it. We're not bringing it down into our hearts. And this is the problem. And this is what I'm trying to get people to do it. Bring, down, bring it to down. Tell, to people, to
0: tell people to do something out of the comfort zone and teach them learn or either learn or win. And now when it doesn't work out, they fall flat on their face. Help
2: them get there's up. No, there's no such thing as not working out because either you learn or you win. Sometimes yeah. the vessel has to break in order to be rebuilt. There's no yeah. such thing as a loss. It's a learning opportunity or you win. You cannot lose when you have to. How do you, you teach never this lose to
0: for beginners? Beginners tried
2: something out and it didn't work out. Number one, you have to be humble. When you're humble, you don't think always about yourself. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking yourself less. A person who's humble is willing to go through the process. He's not always looking for a person who has low self-esteem. All he cares about is protecting his ego from failure. So how do you expect to win when all you're doing is nothing but, but guarding your ego? How do you expect to win? How do you expect to have energy? That's why I showed you the chart on consciousness. When you're when you're you living in fear, you, when you're living in fear, you're in a very low vibration. All you're doing is withdrawing and you have anxiety. When you start and you view life as frightening, but when you start going higher on the energy levels, you start living, you start getting more consciousness, you start getting more awareness, and you start you start growing.
0: I, everyone wants a copy of that.
2: It's a map of consciousness. It's a map of consciousness. Can you pick it up again?
1: Just hold like the middle. Just want to see for a second. Sure. Sure. A little too close. Go back a little bit. A little back, a little back. A little back. And
5: say something so it's
1: Yeah, say something
3: die.
1: So that it's okay. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's go. Let's go to the next live question. Okay, you're on.
3: Hello?
1: Yes, hi.
9: Well, hi. Um, could we perhaps hear a step-by-step recipe of what we should say when we want to go into his bodice? Like, what, what do we do?
2: I, I would I would start just the beginning. There's a couple good books. Um, and again, I, I recommend whoever can go onto my podcast, join the podcast. It's uh, on Spotify. It's under my name, Gadal Um It's more detailed. But the first thing is, obviously, is whatever you've been running away from is what's causing the problem like we always say this line all the time running away from pain is what's causing more pain your creator is trying to get your attention through any issue his whole purpose of, the, of getting your attention is so you can approach him <laughs> you understand so the fact that you're going to your issue and ask, asking creator of the world i want to speak to you creator of the world i'm lost i'm confused it doesn't matter what you say it's more importantly that you're there and you're recognizing that he is the one controlling everything and also when you pray, you're also displaying that you have faith. Prayer and faith go hand in hand. You understand? When I have prayer, I believe in my prayers. I believe in my worthiness. So I start, I start with gratitude. Then I start asking for awareness. Also, then I'll also do a part of my both will be a judgment on myself, things that I could have done wrong. Um, you know, basically I talk you know, basically about whatever, I on whatever on my heart. You know, whatever's going, through, going, going through my, life, going whatever's through my life, life, whatever's on my heart, et cetera. Et cetera. Well,
9: I what are some of the things that you said? I do that, I do that all
2: day. I, I don't know. I hear an echo. Good. Yes, sorry, sorry. Okay.
9: Hey. sorry. No, go. No. I, I do that throughout the day where I speak to Hashem all the time, but it's it's better so-
2: to do a dedicated hour in the morning. It's better to be a dedicated, not just this. It's better to be a dedicated hour where you're again. Remember, it's very different if I'm handling I'm dealing with the situation through self-pity. When I'm dealing with self-pity, I'm all basically like the mafia saying, creator of the world, why did you put this person in my life? Get him out of here. No. You want to find a way, the purpose of prayer, again, it energizes you, it helps you let go, it changes your awareness of the situation, and it, it, there's tremendous amount of benefits from it. Um, and this is where more importantly is you have to recognize that whatever you learn also you need to pray about
9: so in other words we should sit down and have a
3: conversation with Hashem Bingo!
2: yes bingo conversation with Hashem how 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 weird does that sound yes that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing it's pretty crazy how that has to be like something that we we we, we forget that this is all everybody does. that I think I think a lot of how women, ridiculous. Women. With that, I think I think a lot of women. Okay, go ahead. With that, I think like yes, a
1: lot of women they to, feel to, like a shem like oh, they like they like, like talk to them like chat. You know what I mean? I think they're mixing they that up with those boys. You have to pour
2: your heart. You have to pour your heart to your creator. Not while they're cooking. Your your food, not while they're making supper. It's better. Listen, I can work out while I'm on the phone. Eating a smoothie, I'm not going to get results. Okay, you need kavana. It's not. This is not checking the box. Uh, you know, no, this is kavana. You need to go into deep, deep uh, meditations. Deep. I, I put music on sometimes. It's not something you can just do, just to check a box. You're not going to get the same results if you really go into a place of where you open up your heart. You're vulnerable, and you're and you and it's really really quiet. Versus just okay, it's nice. Thank you, Hashem, for the parking spot. That's not the same thing as kavana. Talking about, you you'll, you'll see the difference. When you're yeah, you could, You listen, again, you could work out for five minutes a day. You could work out th- what kind of shape you want to be in. It all depends on what kind of shape you want to be in. I can give you a five-minute workout. I can give you a seven-minute workout. I can give you a 30-minute workout. What shape do you want to be in? Okay.
3: Amazing.
2: If I'm telling you, I'm, listen, if I'm telling you, Reim Nachman said is the greatest in everything. The awareness that I get at that hour I would tell you, um, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. it's It's a tremendous awareness that you can go to and uh, and you can ask for things and, and 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 your Creator gives you intuition. and and the more you do it, the more the better is. and most important part of of, of talking to God and dealing with it is you're getting into expanded consciousness because you're no longer you're no longer shooting this the stick. You're focusing now on the purpose of the situation. And that's what you should be concerned about.
1: Okay. is the purpose
2: of the situation. What does God want from me in this situation? Not just you're the, shooting the, you're the stick. The when, the,
1: when the guy gets hit by the stick and he's, he's
2: angry at the stick? Yeah. It's, it, or, uh, or that person or this person. I and Never. When I have resentment towards my wife. Mm. If, I, if I have a Shalom buy issue good. in my house. The next morning I'm, I'm there saying, creator of the world, you've commanded me not to hold not to bear any evil in my heart. And I pray, please remove the resentment from my heart. Resume Resentment. Why should I hold resentment in my heart? You've told us not to hold anger in our hearts. So I ask him to remove the anger from my heart. I don't ask him to have her change. That's, that's a waste of prayer. I'm asking him to, to remove the resentment that I've had. Why should I have resentment? you told us already how bad resentment is. So I talk about resentment. I talk about letting go of resentment and, 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 and finding good points in her. And finding and seeing love in her. So this is an example of taking a a, a, a shalom bayit argument that could that could go for years. And next thing you wake up in the morning and you send a person.
1: How do you do that if somebody's
2: struggling with parnasa? Same thing. Same thing. Parnasa is God showing you a sign. Get, listen, God's going to get your attention in two ways: relationships or parnasa. There's not that many other ways. God could to a sickness also, but He's getting your attention. He wants you to rely on Him. He wants you to see if you're. You has your moon and your parnasa. Do you believe in yourself? You have limited belief systems with parnasa. Do you how, how is your relationship with money? Uh do you get depressed when you don't make money? These are all signs of things that you have to look at and you have to re- really recognize. I'm not going to told us very simple that you can very get clearly get depressed when you don't make money. And when you get depressed, when you don't make money, it can put you to sleep spiritually. So now you have two problems. You have depression with the money, second problem is you're asleep spiritually and next thing you know you're going to go into very dark places so you have to anytime you 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 work something that you're you're struggling in Hashem, and you, you get you got my attention give me the awareness of why i'm going through that situation i, I mean i hate this i hate to make it so simple but that's my whole thing in life is simplify everything also when somebody everything goes else is situation, problematic. that
1: you say somebody goes to a situation and whether via therapy Whatever they're doing, they can't figure out why they're going through. They should then during this process ask
2: Hashem to clarify why they're going through it. They could use that as Buddhist yeah, time for course. clarification as well. He he will get them because Ramnachman says, I will give you the wisdom in your heart. So you will get the answer in Bina. You get it through the heart. You have to also understand that the exile of Egypt was an exile of consciousness, is an exile in dot. So the solution to everything is dot. The solution to how, everything is dot. How does one know if it's an
0: answer? Or it's just a thought that came up.
2: It's usually when I when I feel it, I actually hear the voice. Rambam actually says in lesson one twenty four that if you speak to your Creator and you open up your heart, He'll actually give you the words on, on, on what to tell Him. It's like an aspect of Ruach Hakodesh. Many times I've, I've got I've I've done a class and God's taken over. Sometimes He takes over my Tefilah. You know, I'm praying about something next. You know, praying happening about right something now. Below. I don't know what's happening now. Many times I go to a class, I have a whole prepared speech and I talk about nothing but it, nothing but the class. Next thing you know, I'm in a different direction completely. Um, You just want to, you want to focus on connecting, not getting. See, today also, when you're praying and you want to get, also it disrupts the Kavana. Just go to to connect, create the world. I want to speak to you. I want to have a relationship with you. Open up my heart. Let me talk to you. Open up the words. Sometimes I have to put music sometimes because I'm very stressed out. Sometimes I have to, Breathe before I do it. You know, every situation is different. There's not one uh, cookie cutter thing. There's or a different emotion. Some people people have a hard time getting words out of their mouth. There's sometimes I say, I have nothing to say. That is my dut. <laughs> that's enough of hisbodedut. And, and you stay there. And you stay there. And I stay there. I do as much thinking as possible. I do a little breathing, and sometimes that will that's a test, but. The whole, again, to get to, to get to the big picture, we're not concerned what you say sometimes it will come to you. We're more concerned that you're taking this as an opportunity to come to your creator. Our sages say when you do tshuva, punishment is canceled. When you're going to the right direction, when you're fixing the situation, your creator is no longer getting your attention through people. There's no greater waste of time than dealing with pointing at the messenger. I cannot tell you what a waste of time it is. It's not going to get you anything in your life. You have to go. If the guy gave you a difficult person in your life, speak to your creator. Find a way to get a mercy. If the God gave you a difficult spouse, he has this, they're doing that, find a way. Believe me, it has nothing to do with the people. You have to be concerned more about the bigger picture.
1: There's tons of live questions. Let's try to cover a lot more. Okay, David, you're on. Good, Good
8: evening. Thank you so Good much evening. for being Good here. Evening. Being, My being pleasure. Your and thank you. Thank you for bringing Thank my you. family back to Yiddishkeit. You know, uh, Yossi, Welcome my son, and, and Shua, my younger son, they both became uh, Balchua. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I beautiful. used to be a Lubavitcher husband, uh, had a big beard, the whole shtick, and I went away for quite a while. Anyway, I was sent through a marriage counseling through my Rav many years ago, and I still a Lubavitcher, and we weren't counseling. And uh, he told me once, the counselor, would go to Alanon. And mm-hmm. that's where I met Rabbi Tversky, all the show. Him. It was I was close yeah, with him. Um, and he used to tell when I took him home to Muncie's was home, I drove him home. He asked me because the the rub on my show was related to him. He says to me, I asked him, I says, What do you think about Alan? He says, I, I said, You I go to meetings myself. He says, Yeah, I go to meetings also. He says, I go to Alan mm-hmm. meetings. Um an AA meeting when I can. What do you what do you think about? Because this is all the stuff you're talking about, which I love about you. Strongly
2: recommended. Strongly recommended.
8: everything that you're saying. I'm a testimony. My parents were Holocaust survivors. I was a from Jew doing all the actions, the davening, the everything. But inside, I was nothing but fear, anxiety. I didn't believe in them. I was just thinking about Miami. I was thinking about California. I was doing all these External Yiddish things, learning, you know, the uh, chassidus, the Babish yes. but that, uh, there was nothing inside of me. It was an empty. Uh, there was That's no scary. Nishama, just a goop walking around this planet with no amuna, no betalklin, no, no, nothing. The Yiddishkeit not, meant nothing to me. I, I went off the dera. I threw it all out the window. What brought me back was that bought this from uh counselor told me to go to alan what do you think about alan mm-hmm. because alan's talking about everything that you're talking about is what i learned in alan and i learned from you which enhances it which also brought my son's back to yiddish guy thank god we all came back beautiful. my son considered himself a breast lover because he says gadalia brought me to breast lover he made me a Baltimore. beautiful
2: beautiful, beautiful. Uh, again i strongly recommend it uh, um I mean, obviously, if you know, sometimes people don't have the head for Torah and that, that mindset. So they have to, you need something. And usually the 12 steps will help them. But if they if they have the head Torah, then I would recommend going search. You know, oh, what tells us, we, we always have to search. Just because something didn't work out for you, you can go, to, we always have to search. But there's nothing wrong with the 12 steps. They're phenomenal. I, many religious Jews come to my program and they learn more from, they get more spiritual believe or not there than some, unfortunately in other areas. Um, their perspective opens up an area and, and they, re- they recognize they were religious but they weren't spiritual. And that's what we're missing today. Okay, let's go to the next live one you're on.
1: Hi. Hi Amar. Yes.
9: Hi, thank you. Welcome G'day. Welcome to Lakewood, to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. to Williamsburg, to the Hasidic. I'm so glad to have Wonderful. you here.
2: I love everything Um, but the food, so (laughs) (laughs) I love everything but the food.
9: Good. Um, I'm a student of yours for many years, grateful to my husband that he introduced me to your classes. And actually, I've done the work. I want to tell everybody it works. And I'm here to ask you, it works. And I'm grateful that things show up to me. For example, I need a cleaning lady. I'm like, I need a cleaning and believe it or not, my cleaning lady will text me, oh, you know, I have a couple of hours available. Like things really show up to me. Like I think it and I link it. How can I explain it to people, beginners in shidduchah? I'm like, oh, they're so stressed. They even it. Oh, they're taking this class. They're doing this. They're going to this mentor and this business coach and they're doing work and they're spending thousands for business coaches or for I'm like right. things show up, like relax, or even shaduchim, they really show up. Like, how do I explain it? I, I forgot already what I've done, but it right. works.
2: It, the person has to be in a position to receive. Um, you know, that's the, sometimes they're not in the position to receive. You know, yeah, not, I think the Rav Cook says, the higher the truth, the more simple it is. Uh, Rav Nachman said, my whole opinion is simplicity. But sometimes people believe things have to be super hard. So they, you know, they have to go through that route. Sometimes people just need the experience. And then we don't, when they don't get there, I always like to get people when they, okay, you try everything else, then come to me afterwards. Come open to me. Um, so again, there has to be, the person has to be willing to listen. You don't, don't, don't force it towards people because then they will go away from it. Just hint to it, oh, it helped it work out with me. Suggest it if they like it. You know, you help them, but don't, don't force it on people. People don't like to be told what to do today, unfortunately. Especially when they're struggling, they don't like to be told what to do. Okay, unbelievable, Gedalia. Um, Demonstrate. Do, do more demonstration, less instruction.
1: Interesting. Sure. I have a question over here. I have a question over here. I just want to get into it a little bit. Somebody said over here. Um, I've listened to many lectures, and I'm a seeker. I know. I, I know. I, I feel like I know almost all the concepts, but I don't. But I'm not. I don't feel like I'm actually changing. Can you help me figure out why I'm actually not changing? So logically, I listen to all the podcasts. I listen to the I listen to all these things and I, I read the books, but I'm not changing. What's,
2: what's holding him back from the actual changing? It's a very simple question. The Torah gets you into potential prayer gets it into actual. You need to bring it down into your heart. You have it again, Chinese people learn Gemara too. doesn't mean they act, they, you know, they can learn it. They can act it. You have to bring it down into your heart. You have to pray to it for you to do it. Um, you know, you can learn tons of magazines and learn magazines and all that. doesn't mean you're working out. It's just, you have to pray to fulfill the work. work. Um, that's one thing. And other issues could be, there's other issues uh, that, that could stop a person. Some, sometimes being, listening to too much philosophy, there's certain blockages that a person can get, also that I've seen. A person's very philosophical, you know, a lot of philosophy, but the most, the most practical way um, is definitely prayer. Prayer, pray to fulfill it. Rambam said has the book called the fiftieth gate specifically because he you learn Lakutim Moran and then he had a whole prayer on Lakuta Moran just to be able to internalize that. So I would recommend you take whatever concept you learned and ask God to help you fulfill them. For example, a person could learn about Bittachon, but all day long he could have tons of anxiety. Doesn't mean that he he's a he's a he's a he's a he has a concept of bitahun, but now he has to really internalize that into his heart. I find out, I find out with many concepts. A lot of times, logically,
1: like even therapists. Everything. They, everything uh, I, I've been my, my therapist, that's a child therapist, and he's brilliant and he knows how to talk to kids, but when his kid pisses him off, he's like strangling him. I'm like, <laughs> Correct. it's logically he has it, but when it's, right. when it's shaking up his heart. Okay, Correct. let's go. So that, next
2: bring it down to your heart. That's wrestle 101. Bring the teachings down to your hearts. So you saying via prayer, also. You're praying oh, through prayer, through prayer, you could take it from the head, to bina, to understanding. Bina is understanding something. The the mind is chokma, knowledge. Bina is understanding. You get it? Chokma bina is that. Yeah. You have to understand it. You're not. He's he's intellectual. It's too much chokma. Bring it down into that. Got it. Okay. Let's go to the next live question. You're on. just, just a, a good example with this is you know when you're married, your wife operates completely different than you. She operates on feelings you operate on chachma two different love languages and if you don't understand the way she operates and you're thinking completely different you you can see major shalom bite issues because completely different operating systems
1: all right man off of mars there you go okay you're on
7: so thank you following up on on this betachan analogy let's say somebody's on a plane and um, you trust in the pilot because the pilot's the one flying, and therefore you should not be worried because ultimately you're trusting in the pilot. But in that situation, you're not you're not the one flying the plane, and therefore it's okay to kind of hand over the reins to the pilot and therefore not be scared. But in your own personal life, if you are saying the batachon should be, you know, I'm saying if God is ultimately pulling all the strings, then you're removing your responsibility. But if you put your responsibility back in, and you can't go ahead. You can't basically have it both ways and say God's going to do it all and not be worried because that kind like, of you, you know, fear is right, what pushes right. you to step up to the plate and do what you have to do. So if you're going to say not fear, it could almost make you not then step up to the plate and take responsibility for your growth and your outcomes. So how do right. you... What, ch- what, you know? what,
2: what, one thing is taking a calculated risk with that. And another thing is being controlling and so, and, and so worried about the outcome. And of course, you have to get, you can't just invest in any business. Your business has to have, you have to do your due diligence, but then when it's good enough, then you can go into it and, 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 and get rid of all the control and all that. I can't tell you how many times I've gone into businesses and by mistakes, I figured out other things in the business that I would have never gotten there. I mean, most brachas usually come through the back door. They're not usually coming from the front. They're usually coming from the back uh, that I've seen in my life. So again, one thing is being having calculated, being calculated risk. The next thing you know is completely being uh, controlling and and worried if something's gonna work out or not. You do it, plant the seed, and get the hell out of the way, versus just always controlling it and being worried and waking up with anxiety all the time.
7: So it's not so much the worried, but ultimately your actions is a result of you feeling that you need to do something more. So I may be trusting in the outcome, but from your what your job to do is, you 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 never know. Do I need to do a little more? And that always is what's driving you to do a little more. right? it's
1: this
0: question
2: like the Muna and... Stadlos. Right. The combination. What's the lever? Right. Rabnau says that there's a person should... There's a hundred... He has a beautiful analogy. He says the word Mammon is 140. And he says you have to pray 70 times to make a profit, to make a profit in business. And then you have to pray 70 times to don't think it's coming from you. I mean, we have to pay a minimal tax. We have to make an effort. We have to do But when you do too much, too much, too much is childless. It can actually go against you. Basically, I
1: just want to like summarize that. So basically, in short, you have to do your due diligence and you have to do whether it's a job, whether it's... I think uh, the
2: Messirah Yusharim says in Chapter 21, you have to pay a tax. Reb Nachman also says in Lesson 24, the Luke 23, that a person has to make a has to make an effort, but depending on his dot, is he can have effortless livelihood. The more dot you have, the more you see the bigger picture, the less you have to work for it. But the I'm less you it down, see I it... want to break it
1: down a little bit more. Well, let's break it down more practically. I'm about to buy a business. There's, there's, there's yeah. definitely a chance I can make money in it, but I know there's a huge risk. But I say, listen, I did my due diligence. Huh? I know it has potential. I know it has risk. Huh? I'm okay huh? with it because I believe when i Avdagan. Hashem wants me to make money, so then I should just do the business. Is that a logical huh? thing to say, but you know, you have a huge potential to lose a huh?
2: tremendous amount of money.
1: Why don't they look for it's, a better business, again, that there's
2: less of a downside? Again, you have to take a calculated risk, something calculated. You have to have, again, you can you can go into a business. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to get killed because you have no doubt. <laughs> so first, I, assuming there's doubt in the business deal, assuming you know what you're doing, then you can go through the process. But the the, the, the problem here is what I'm saying is coming home with, with depression, coming home with bread of shame, coming home with eating the bread without even happy with where you neglect everything spiritually because all your life is, is this business. I think that's what he's talking about here. Where all day long you're thinking about money, all day long your obsession, that actually brings you judgment. So when you're able to get into a business, do the business, but let go of the, let go of the constant guarantees and control, et cetera.
1: Okay, unbelievable. Without you, let's go to the next live question. You're
2: on.
5: Hi. Um, so I have a question about bitajon. Like when you... You're, you have a problem staying strong to it. Like something keeps happening in your life, like just keeps piling on, let's say in a day or in a week or two weeks. And your first reaction is thank you, Hashem. Like, I got this,
9: I love you. Like this is just coming. And then you just, you can't stay strong at the end. Like it just breaks you down. How do, right. you, how do you keep strong?
2: There's a great, I gave a class on dealing with an emotional storm. Um, Sometimes you're over, you're, over you're, you're too overwhelmed, you're stacking too many things. You know, do do one thing at a time. You understand? I have a class on this. Um, if you go into my podcast, it says how to deal with an emotional storm. I speak about step-by-step on how to do it. I strongly you know, recommend, because this could be a very, very big question. like You know sometimes
1: yeah. somebody's working on one big thing and then while they're working that, they're holding strong, Hashem throws them another curve from a different angle. It's right. one, two, it's the one-two
2: punch. Right. Not, so sometimes, so sometimes it's to strengthen you. Sometimes it's to strengthen you. Listen, if I didn't go through the three things that happened to me when I, when I went through, I would have never gone to his bosodu. He wants to squeeze so much. Sometimes it's just to get you to pray. It's just to get you to come closer to him.
1: Ravigdimala says. You know? Rabbi, Rabbi says that a yid is like a grape, and the the more yid, Hashem mm-hmm. squeeze you out of it,
2: right? Exactly. He puts you. He gets the greatest out of you. Sometimes by giving you a lot of stuff at one time.
0: Does it have any connection to the law of attraction?
2: I mean, the law of the law of attraction Ram Nachman says it's the opposite sometimes. When you have fearful, you can attract more problems. So yes, in a way, fear attracts attract more fear. problems. So Nachman says that if you if somebody should ask you, how's your day? Is you say bad, I'm going to show you what bad is. So you can actually complain by complaining, you can actually bring more problems to you. Correct. Actually, that actually happened to me when I was going through divorce, I started complaining at $100, 000, and $100,000 my, and my attorney's bills ended up being at 700000 So the more complaining you do and you don't see the, you don't get the, not only do you don't get the awareness, but the problem gets worse and worse. Okay. With Iowa, I think why you getting... should, you, you yeah. should always take the first deal in heaven. You should not, you should, anybody who gives you a deal in heaven, you should always say thank you. The resistance sometimes causes the to get worse.
1: Compound interest.
2: Correct, correct. Okay,
1: you're on.
9: Um, hi, can you hear me? Oh,
2: are you? <laughs> yes.
9: Um, first all right. of all, thank you so much. Your words are all like, you know, genius really. You know, they're very good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I have a question. How do you, um, thank you. So how do you, um, like, how do I get myself to in if I don't like, you know, understand and connect to the words like even by reading it, it's like, you know, foreign to me, you know, it's much easier to just talk to Hashem in my own words, but like, I know the words are meaningful and, you know.
2: Right. And, that, yeah. what that That's what his do is. It is your own words, by the way. His do when we talk to his bodidut, it is words in your own words. They're actually your own right. words. It's a conversation. So I would start with, do, do. Right, but I mean like
9: davening. Um,
2: uh, through, a, through a siddur. Yeah, who is Do or from where?
9: From a sitter, yeah, like Davening. Right. So,
2: right. You know. so try to get, try to get a sitter. It's transliteration maybe or one that has the English also. There's many that have many, many volumes that have the English and Hebrew. And just start little by little. Just start. To, it's better that you do little, but you concentrate than do you do do a lot and do nothing. So it's very important. I think our sages say it's very important to to do less but with more of your heart, etc.
1: We had a share on. I think it was Rabbi Rachem. Um, who was it? Rabbi wasn't there. Rabbi Goldwasser, right? Somebody asked him before Shoshana that, that he have a right. very hard time davening. So he said, "What did he you say?" Said, he said, "You don't have to daven for myself. You have to daven for your heart."
2: There you go. There's there's, there's a better answer. <laughs> okay. okay and, thank you. God wants the heart. God wants the heart. It's very important. God wants the heart. It's the most important thing. Okay.
1: Let's go to the next live question. You're on.
3: Yes, I'm on. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. This is a very really meaningful discussion. Uh, my question is about uh, my, my son. I, I know that you mentioned whoever is in your life, it's not about that person, it's about you. Um, so what if as parents we did a lot of things right for our children and uh, the outcome come did not uh, is not what we expected at all. Uh, I have a child who was a, a star student and for the past four years, he is just not doing anything with his life. It's very, very interesting mm-hmm. to see him just waste, waste. Uh, I daven a lot. I, I stayed up Russian a night. I davened, Purim, I davened. It's, it's been a long time. It's been like three, four years now. Uh, I I don't, I, I just wanna know how, where do I, going according to your method where do i begin what else can i do and i'm also very much i want you to know i'm very much fear driven
2: right so prayers with with fear is not so much going anywhere you get it um you have to find somebody else to try to talk to him uh usually the, it comes from the mother with fear and, and they're usually running the other way because remember fear is very into control so he's probably thinking you're trying to control um, control him so i would recommend get somebody else you know maybe take him to a therapist um, yes, he's get going somebody to, else involved Huh?
3: going to therapy he has his on we pay a good amount of money to te- a good, wonderful best therapist uh, and i let
2: him let him pick the therapist let him pick somebody let him you, sometimes when they're in that situation they don't want to be controlled people but, with low self-esteem they don't want to be told what to do let, give she- him a little bit of an option
1: how does she get that 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 sense of like self? You know, it's hurting her so much. She's not. She's living it. She's living the pain. What's right.
2: right. about her, not about the kid? Right, about her. You have to accept. It's called acceptance. You can't change something you can, you don't accept. So this is what your creator gave you. But again, when you pray, don't pray with fear. You have to pray with simcha. It's very very important. You understand? Because a lot of times you're saying. It's making you look bad. You, know, you you feel this. It's it's a lot. Of, sometimes the prayers are, are self, are too self centered. So we have to really do is ask God to find the good points in him. Don't don't focus on his good points. Thank you, thank you, Creator, for making him. Find ten things that he's good at, and say thank you to your Creator for the fact that you gave him those ten things instead of saying what's always wrong with him. I see. I've seen that work. I've seen that work, by the way. Reverse psychology. <laughs>
3: Are we, am I making a session? His bodehdu to, to thank Hashem for this, or just you're ask?
2: making you're making your first of all. You're there's he obviously he needs love clearly, and so what you do is instead of telling him all the things he did wrong, you need to do his do Look at things that he could have, that there that are good about him, and focus on those. What Nachman right. tells us when you want to change somebody, you can only change them by not telling him how bad he is, by telling him how good he is.
3: Right, yes. You reverse
2: psychology by, uh, it's called the Zamra, finding the good points in him okay. and, and focusing on those good points in him.
3: So basically, thinking about the good points. I, I, I thinking about
2: the good points and pointing out the good points and complimenting. Ba- because right now, he's looking at you as a controlling Persian mother who always tells me I'm not good enough. You understand? So uh, that's all he sees in that. And he, he doesn't want to have anything to do with that. So he, when people have low self-esteem, they don't, they don't have any, you know, they, they, don't, they don't want to be reminded of their low self-esteem. So now you have to really compliment them. You have to show them a lot of warmth. and It's not an easy thing. God should give you a lot of strength. This is not an easy thing to deal with. Um, but you should focus on the good points of him. Focus on the, the good points and thank Hashem for this challenge. Thank him for the opportunity that you're praying to him and let go of any fear. Let go of any fear. Remember, fear is not going to do anything for anybody.
3: Thank you. Okay,
5: let's go to the next live question, Yaron. Hi. Um, Hi. After years of uh, inner, first of all, huge fan, huge huge fan. Thank okay. you so much for everything. Um, after years of inner work, as well as this body to us learning, um, and then ending up on medication. Is that a solution? Is that a cop out? Or is that helping?
2: Again, sometimes medication is needed help you I mean, how do you know yeah that's a that's a very big know? question right that's i i don't i'm not a professional to tell you which medication is good i don't know what your condition is but sometimes medication is necessary um so it's not
5: know. i'm saying it's not it's not a uh i'm not
2: big into marijuana know? i'm not big into
5: marijuana. <laughs> no 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 i don't I'm mean to ask into, that at all yeah, yeah i'm not asking that at all i'm not what uh, is the maker, ma-
2: what is the mecha- what is the medication doing for you
5: just boosting uh, just boosting the mood, you know, being able to handle right. certain situations. Right,
2: right. I, I don't see that as a drawback. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if you're doing the work and the medication, one thing is doing the medication, no work and no period. But you, you say saying you're doing the work, I don't, I can't see that as a drawback.
1: Mm-hmm. Even when mm-hmm. therapists give medication, good therapists, right? Sometimes you need the medication. Of course, to 100%. Levels, to stabilize 100%. you,
2: 100%. 100%. I, we I recommend it all the time, eh? People are, I've seen miracles from people medication, 100%. Miracles. I would never tell a person, don't take medication just because somebody tells why you. It it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it has to be with it. You know, I always tell you, you want to do this with it. But one thing is taking medication to avoid issues and not to feel. One thing is a meditation to give you a boost, to give you a chizuk and, and strengthen you. Another thing is taking taking something not to feel. That's why I'm very against marijuana because you're not feeling and you have to feel in order to heal
1: thanks okay, let's, let's stop around one, one or two more questions and then um, i have a few more people okay. i want to get to and then we'll i know it's been a, one after another but so much over here today okay you're on hello I,
4: yes Hi. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to thank you so much. We um, gained so much to keep helping others. Um, I have someone very, very close to me that um, has um, a mental issue that was found out very late um, in his life. Um, and and he's ve- like it, it took him like it took over his whole life. Everything was going great for him. And, 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 and he has this mental issue that the doctors are saying it's a chemical issue. It's, they're not sure if, if it's a borderline personality disorder or, or, um, or bipolar. And, but the doctors are basically saying it's a chemical disorder. So how can a person, he is so, um, I mean, full of fear. He's full of anxiety. He can't live with himself. How, how can I help him? Even get to the first step of even like gratitude or getting onto something, mm. he doesn't want. I mean, it hit him like a ton of bricks. He doesn't want to take the medicine. It, it, I think it it hurt him so much to the reality that he even um is you know has this mental issue, which he didn't realize until now. And he's he's forty years old, and he has a family, and um you know, and he's a mess. He's a mess. And I mm-hmm. I keep talking you know, trying to, you know, with love and saying, you know, Hashem is, Hashem wants you, Hashem wants to, you know, you know, and goes, how do I help him? How do I I help uh, him even see
2: anything? Clearly, he clearly, he needs a medication, it looks like, right now, just to stabilize it. First, got to stabilize it. Um, Right, so that's the thing. very very dangerous, very dangerous when people are not med-compliant. I've seen disasters in my facilities when people stop taking medication. So he needs a medication, especially maybe bipolar. He needs medication just to stabilize him, and then there's all kinds of therapy—DBT therapy, CBT. There's all kinds of therapy. People, it's very, very common, you know, therapy and medication. But right. So, so
4: to- I guess my question is, if he is so, um, whatever the word is, shocked and 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 thrown in, and thrust into this, and he doesn't want to take the medication, which he so badly needs it just to become a Kaylee, just
2: to tell him tell, tell him to go to tell him to go to three different opinions so he can get more more a little bit more of a guarantee that this is the right thing.
4: Okay. So he's done that. This is already like he's this is already the second year and you know being in this mess got, and he's not you, going anywhere.
2: Yeah. Okay. So the pro, the problem with every problem in life. Right. Okay. With this is the problem one oh one is resisting reality. Okay. The more we resist the situation, the more the situation becomes bigger. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like fear. This is this is like everything in life. The more you resist something, the more be suffering begins. But you can't so help How, you
4: can't how can I that. help But you, them. You, you, I can't tell. Like from what you're saying before, is kind of let go. Almost. I'm trying to talk to him all the time and and tell him things like just to let go and say, you know, look, I I care about you when you're ready. Does to, he have a family?
2: Does he have a family? Does yes. Have, um, yes.
4: Yes, yes. And, his, it's and, his, very, and his, yeah. His wife, his wife. His wife is like, doesn't, she's she believes that, you know, it's his work and he should be doing this on his own. And I don't know if she realized how sick he is. And then the question is, right. is it really in his power? Like, it, that's my, qu- I, I don't, is it in his power? I've to seen tons of
2: people. I, I've seen tons of people cure from this. Tons, tons, absolutely. So, so you have a condition, him doesn't it mean? You, you never want to be defined. The problem is you never want to be defined by, a, by, a, you, know, by a, you know, I've seen people say you're clinically depressed. Okay, so my life is over because I'm clinically depressed. Okay, now you're clinically happy. I mean, you, you can't just, you can't have a doctor's diagnosis define who you are. Everything could change. Hashem could change everything, everything for me. I've seen miracles. I've seen, you've seen so many miracles right now. And there's so much medical. Uh, again, the, the problem is you. he has to take the medical just sometimes just to stabilize.
3: Just so to, just
4: to help to help him to just remind to say like just for now, just and the just wife to get and the wife, also, the,
2: the wife yeah. also the wife also the wife also sometimes also. cannot enable him also. So sometimes the wife, you know, you can't enable somebody also. She has to put if it's two years, you have to tell them, listen, put a boundary. Something has to happen. Sometimes they need a shock to get them help, but to get them better.
4: Right, and that's the other thing. The doctor was uh, suggesting maybe shock treatment, like i
2: like they don't that know work too. To, I've yeah. seen that work too. But I'm again, not I'm, sure not, I'm not here. I'm not right. To give I mean, you they have diagnosis. to
4: go through regular, normal set of shadlus, yeah. and then just to keep encouraging. I mean, I, that... I,
2: I've i I've had situations where wife said, "If you don't take the medication, I'm going to leave you." And next thing you know, it changes life, mm-hmm. and they started taking. am much better. So sometimes right. like you she need she a shouldn't be
4: She shouldn't be afraid no. to to push no. him. No. Okay.
2: No, she has she yeah. has to do it with with a lot of dots. But with you, a lot of dots. You, you, you can't you can't enable some somebody if he's in self destructive behavior.
4: Right. Like for example, yeah. she said he I, he's not taking his medicine. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be involved? Am I supposed to push him to take his medicine? Um, he doesn't want her to be involved. Like I, I you know. And then I'm encouraging him because I'm in a way I have a different relationship with him. He's a family member and I'm close to him and he trusts me. And I keep trying to tell him. I said, you, right. know, you need your medicine. You need your medicine just to get you in a right. place. Okay. Just I right. keep encouraging him.
2: Keep encouraging, get him a different opinion, show him maybe a different option, maybe get him to exercise, different kind of holistic treatments, and then that will give him a little strength. Try to just create him a little momentum somewhere where he finally makes a decision.
1: Okay, here's good last one for the night, last live one at least. Okay. Perfect.
2: Here
9: we go. okay, okay. Um so what if someone is faced with a challenge and they have a way out, however, they feel that it's not aligned with what Hashem wants. But if they face this challenge, then they may have a breakdown and not manage.
2: Hmm. It's a tough question. I, I don't understand the question.
9: Basically, what if someone's faced with a challenge and they have a way to to, to go at, to, to get out of it, but they feel that that's not necessarily what Hashem wants them to do, but rather to, oh, go, and them them, the right, to go and challenge. But right, if so. they face this challenge, it, it may be very hard emotionally
2: okay and even physically mentally yeah right any any time you're dealing with any the reason why people can't find answers is because there's too much problems with the question right like here right away you told your question already has the answer 100 percent, you should be doing this this situation because it's a growth opportunity but because of all the fear that you're going to break down you see the problems you have to get rid of the fear are you going are you guaranteed you're going to break down that's not true you're not guaranteed you're going to break down are you guaranteed you're not going to pass it with, with flying colors no you, you maybe you could you you have so much predictions already about the questions what's going to happen that you don't even, that nothing even happened so you should definitely do it because the answer is in the question the more you let go of the feelings of of, 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 of in that question itself the the answer will come to you much easier I mean would, how about if I told you would you what, what would your answer be if you did this question without fear would you do it if you had no fear if you had no fear would you do the would you do it without a problem mm-hmm. i'm here. hello She's oh there?
9: sorry yes okay sorry if, if you had abso-
2: if you yes. had absolutely no fear yes. would you do it there's 100%. your answer there's your answer Finish. See, so when you mm-hmm. get rid of the fear you already have the answer
7: you mm-hmm. see the problem
2: the, yeah. the, the fear is what causes the confusion and the procrastination. That's, that's, anytime you have a, anything, there's a great... The more, the more you let go of the, the, of the energy behind the questions, the answers just pop up in a second. So you should re, re, get rid of the fear and go into it with excitement and trust. With the right tools. Correct. But she already knows the answer. It's a growth opportunity. But her question already is, is, is just is filled with fear. Sorry,
1: somebody wants to have one more question. I'm sorry. I'm sucking out of you whatever I could tonight. Okay. You really on.
2: sucked out of me. You sucked it out of me. It's okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you're on. I'm mute. I'm mute. Let's go. Three seconds. I'm mute. <laughs> I tried. It's okay. Don't don't rush it. I have time. It's not a problem. Okay, so I've already oh. surrendered the night. Oh.
5: night.
1: Okay. i well, fine. Let's go to closing. Okay. Here we go. good night. First of all, tonight was off the charts, amazing, and we really appreciate um coming on uh, there were so many questions that got sent in that we didn't get to so i apologize about that that's first of all um but uh, there were so many lives so you know like i always say life takes over but uh, again for fenster for coming on tonight and giving so much chizik Thank and being Kazakh so many Thank people you. over here i think we had questions across all the board all around the board and when we come to your closing Gidalia, let's 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 try to recap all the problems because again tonight whether it's the the shidduch or whether it's the the parnasa. Right. It's not, let's, in the closing, if you could recap, because it really comes down to one you saw it. It's really one you saw it. And maybe, I don't know if you want to do a step-by-step, but however you want to do your closing, think about it. But again, thanks for coming on. And it was unbelievable. And it's amazing. We have so many people here. I think it's such a kid at 12 o'clock at night that you have hundreds of people here to come to grow together at two. Amen. 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 Every Sunday amen. night. Again, I said, now I see that. night. the mantra is good. 97. So if you good to everybody, go. in a good place. You like that, right? Exactly. Again, Very nice. To, Beautiful. If anybody Beautiful. wants to join the, the Sunday, the WhatsApp, I send the flyers out. Please WhatsApp me at 848-525-0066. Beautiful. Or go to MenachemBernfeld.com to his website, and uh, we'll send you the email every week who's coming on. Again, if anybody's here the first time, every Sunday night at 9.30 Eastern time, we have a different Rob, a different rabbi, a different therapist. And then sometimes we get these amazing guys like Adalia. So we have everything. So you never know. Um, you never know. Every Sunday know. night. Next Sunday night, April 3rd, we have an amazing one, Rabbi Yoni Fisher from Fisher Yeshiva, Moshev Matas Yohu. He's a shares We're talking about investing in yourself and live the life that you want to live. I think it'll be great. It's a catapult from what we learned tonight. It's like going to the next, you know, and it's be this. Or what does he call it? He's called be the change that you want to be in the world, that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So learning how to really focus on yourself and not be busy with other people. He's very big into that. He has a lot of share on this. It's going to be a deep and meaningful program. If you know anybody that could gain from it, I'm sure everybody can gain from it. So please come and be part of it. Again, so anybody who's uh, watching these this year, uh, they have a therapist. You can get the CEU credits. You can email support at corelcorewellceu.com and get credits for these recordings. Again, tonight, everything is recorded. It's going to be on my Menachem Bernfeld's website, menachembernfeld.com. If anybody has any questions with Aya, if you could just, before we go to your closing, just a very short, your website, your email, your social security number, your cell phone number, your address. People just want to know how to get a hold of you podcast just in two minutes. And then we'll go to Manachem, and then we'll go to your closing. So. People want to know how to get a hold of you, of
2: what you share, more that we yeah. heard about the podcast and that a few times. The the, the podcast is called Gedal Fenster, G E D A L E Fenster, F E N S T E R. It's on um, Spotify, um, mm-hmm. also on YouTube. But that, that's pretty much because there's a WhatsApp group, but to add a thousand names, it's better just to it's just to go on on the Spotify. Go to okay. Spotify, all the classes are there, and you okay. and basically every day we have a, we have six classes a week. And we just get constant classes where we start going through the exercises where we talk about fear, grief, dating, and pretty much everything. How everything much do you charge for these? Matters. Matters. How much
1: do you charge for these classes?
2: Nothing, zero.
1: Oh, zero. Okay, I was making sure. Okay. Tonight's is share number 97. And, and if anybody wants to hear it on the phone material, we'll be on our phone number at 848 777 Grow. And again, I want to thank all well, our advertising sponsors the Liquid Scoop, Rabbi Yanid Khazak, Kyle Kal from Schulzummer from JCN. And uh, again, I just want to say tonight was really, really deep and um, I think the one thing that we could take out from tonight is there's a lot of work that needs to be done and we have to work on ourselves. And I think it's much easier, talking from a lot of experience, to blame her, him.
2: Right. Blame the
1: situation, blame the circumstance, be a victim of the situation. Most people that I know walk around, I'm not saying, I don't want to say it that way, but a lot of people I know walk around with a very heavy, and some people do have a very heavy peckle and very heavy situation, but um, it's not going to help you. It's really not going to help you. Speaking to a big therapist that sees a lot of people so he deals with a lot of people that have very uh, toxic marriages with, you know, difficult situations. He says, listen, if you want to get divorced, get divorced. If you want to stay together, stay together. But let's be positive about it. just to stay together for years and come right. every week and bash and say they're horrible. What's the point? So what's the point for you? What's the point for them? The point is really to, to, to do introspection and for yourself to really pull yourself together. So that's that's what I have to say. And uh, Nahum, let's go to you for closing. And then Revedalia. I want you to wrap it up really strong. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, like Rabasha said, deep, but like what Gedalia says, simple. <laughs> it's, uh, it's we're you're trying to take us back to very simple connection, talking to our creator, just like that, which I know is hard because I've tried many times and mm-hmm. there's ups and downs and it's not that easy. And like you mentioned, like Rabasha says, that if it's the right thing, you're going to have something that's going to hold you back and you have to do whatever you can to be consistent and try to do it. And I would mention for the, for beginners, three minutes, start with three minutes is great. You know, eventually one day you get a half hour, maybe an hour or six hours. But for beginners, it's just the idea of, yes, we can talk to him, he hears us and I guess, slowly change what's going on inside of us to be able to let go and, and get the energy. So thank you very much. I do want to mention that we have yeah. 24 hours that we're raising money for the book that we're putting out. And we got 24 hours left for those who want to win the raffle. Afterwards, you can give without a raffle. But this 24 hours. I'm going to put the link in the chat and send it out tomorrow in Mitz Hashem. And we ask everyone to, you know, to be part of it in so we can get get it out
2: there. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Hi no Fenster, please give us a strong closing. Get some of that divine power. Let's go.
2: Okay, so the, the, basically the recap of this class is really really get put put your energy into the right place. That's where I, that's the number one thing. When you're looking at any situation, that's the first question. you should ask yourself, am I putting the energy in the right place? And if that energy is not put, is not put into spirituality, such as talking to your creator, any other form of energy, such as blaming, uh, projecting, uh, avoiding, resisting, uh, complaining, is just wasting your time. Because remember, what we really need out of all these situations is we need the awareness of why we're going through it. And we're only going to get that awareness by approaching and by gratitude and showing us the Creator created the world out of love. And when you're able to have that approach, already you're in the solution, you're in growth mindset, et cetera. The second the thing, major thing that I want to talk about. Is definitely with fear. All the fear that you guys have, we have a lot of our, our decisions because of fear are making us procrastinate, are making us uh, uh, control the situation. We're afraid to 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 feel vulnerable. For example, you know, a lot of times we don't want to pray, period, because we're afraid. Oh, we're not going to get answers. answer. It's a waste of time. There's so much. There's so much of energy. Anytime we say I can't do it, it's because I don't want to do it. And you're really covering up for feelings such as I. I'm going to be tired if I pray. I don't know what to say. Uh, is it true? Do you not, you don't know what to say? Of course, you know what to do. How do you know? Maybe all of a sudden you're going to talk like a bird. Are you going to be tired? No, you're going to have more energy because you're going to release a lot of negativity. So there's a lot of programs that you've already created even before we get to prayer that don't are not realistic. But because these programs are running the show every time we're trying to do something, they don't allow us to do it. And this is where the resistance comes. So when you go in there, like the word, the ultimate tikkun is, is like Rodover Pearson says when he. T- Tikkun is Tinok, come to your creator like a child. And, and Avar is Avera, staying in the past. So we can either come to our creator constantly renew, renewed, and, or we can stay in the past, God forbid. So again, the the, the purpose of this is really to, to, just to use a different approach on how. Now, the reason is the one, when we start letting go of all this negative energy, we start getting, we feel, we feel better about ourselves. And the way we feel better about ourselves, we treat others differently. And we see situations differently. So remember, every situa- situation outside could be fixed with internally. And this is why the Baal Shem Tov says we cannot, ju- we cannot love somebody we judge. Because the fact that you're judging them is already a very low consciousness. When you when you judge, you can't love. So the same thing in our lives. When we have fear, we can't see God's blessings. So I bless you all that we should all grow. Whoever can go on the podcast, I strongly recommend it. We've had, we have thousands and thousands of people on it. Had tremendous success. And we need to grow together. We need to grow together. And I think this is the, God's work. I think this is God's work. And most importantly, to bring everybody back to, to Judaism and to back to spirituality, where we all become spiritual beings. Amen.
8: Okay? Amen. Have a great good night, guys. Good night,
2: good night. everybody. Night. Thank you for coming. We'll
1: see you
2: next week, next Sunday night. Good, good, night. Union, for sure. good night. Take care,
0: bye. Amen. Good night. Good night. Hi, it's Coach Menachem here. If you enjoyed, please consider supporting us with a small monthly monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes and will be greatly appreciated thank you in advance